fine. Is there stuff to talk about that isn't uh, the complete history of PC I was castle seizing strategy games? July 15th, 2009. And this is Idle Thumbs 34. And I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Reckon. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Sweet. Yeah. Hooray. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Video games. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we can start off, Nick and I, talking about the uh, California Extreme. Extreme. The most extreme of all Californias. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, annual arcade and pinball show. Down in Santa Clara, which is the middle of nowhere, basically. Although I guess AMD and Yahoo are like next door, yeah, uh, for some reason. And a, um, and a roller coaster. And a roller coaster. There's a California theme park there as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's weird. Um, the theme America. park it's, though is not called California Extreme. It's called California uh, Adventure. Yeah. Wait, like Disney's California Adventure, the Disneyland thing. <laughs> oh theme? no! This is Great America. This is Great America. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't go to any of these fucking places. Yeah. I don't know. It's great America. Yeah. yeah. California right. Adventure. Yeah. Not the same. No. Totally wrong. California Extreme. Also, not to be confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a. It's a bit of a. It's so a California triad. Extreme is right next to right next to Great America, which is a competitor to California Adventure. Right. Right. Anyway, so we went through this thing. <laughs> it was about arcade <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. It was pretty cool. I'd never been there before. I was actually really pleasantly surprised. I didn't really know what to expect, um, but it was good. It was just. Basically, one big room uh, full of arcade cabinets and crazy pinball machines. So, like a video yeah. arcade. Like a video arcade, yeah, but, but, uh, but like with tons of pinball also, which I didn't play any of, actually. Right. Um, but it, like actual pinball machines. They were just there for the aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Pinball's weird. I don't really understand the appeal of it. And I, you know, I... Obviously, it's got it's, all your favorite TV shows themed right. and done up in yeah. the Sopranos pinball. How can you not be into the Sopranos pinball? No, I mean, people who are good at pinball, actually, you can be good at it. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you can. Well, it's, it's one of the, I mean, it's, it's like, true. It's, it yes. feels like it's actually just Peggle. Yeah. Where right. you just no. sort of pick a thing and yeah. let a thing go. But you can, you can. I get a little bit out of pinball. You can yeah. know what you're doing. I enjoy a pinball. It's just, it's funny that video games are such a poor medium for adapting things and the, Pinball is like several steps below that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I played we roller put a coaster picture tycoon of Batman pinball. on it. <laughs> yeah, roller coaster tycoon is hilarious because that's yeah. a, a pinball adaptation of a video game. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting when you scored a point. It was like uh, fifteen new visitors in your park. Oh, good, just good like job. random. It's update. so good at running a theme park, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I know. You yeah. got fifteen visitors. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so some, that was there. There yeah. were other interesting things, though. Yeah, there were other there were other <laughs> like, crazy things. It was interesting, actually. The arcade stuff is all. I mean, for first of all, like I, I never really um, went to arcades very much as a kid. Like I didn't, I didn't yeah, really did have like arcade culture was never something that intersected with my life very much. But as compared to my friends, you know, who went to arcades a lot more, and so for me, stuff like this is sort of purely like historical. It's interesting because it's I. I play all these games without very much nostalgia it's more just kind of like interest like i i think it's really interesting how, like coming in contact with this whole area of games that it I was like I walking really into a museum yeah for me. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that and i i, oh. I find it interesting yeah. for that reason mm -hmm. um, but it's also cool because it, it you know it means that i 
don't really have a lot of patience for games that are just terrible now. Yeah. You know, once well, that's that why it felt of... like a museum to me because it was like the boring exhibit. That you just, you <laughs> know what I mean, wow. I mean, when you do find something that's cool, it makes it really. Awesome. Oh, sure. Yeah. There were some, there were some really like that, good games, but um, uh, I, I spent probably a fucking hour playing this more than that. God, yeah. We were there for six hours. I think you were clacks. there for, at least for three. <laughs> Playing Clax, Clax, yeah. yeah, which I guess was also on the Atari and some other systems. I don't know, but it's it's basically a uh, match three falling blocks puzzle. Um, I guess it was 1989 or something. So you know, before the days when PopCap just ripped off everyone else. In fact, I'm surprised PopCap hasn't ripped off this game because they've done it to most of them. Um, but it was really fun. I really I really would like to find it on like some kind of Atari or Midway compilation. I think it was originally Atari and then. Midway ended up owning the rights somehow. Mm. Um, like seems to happen with a lot of those yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Midway, yeah. All that Midway game stuff that transferred over. But uh, that game is fun. I would recommend it if someone likes matching puzzle falling blocks games, <laughs> which I sometimes do. Uh, and then the craziest thing we found, this was amazing. We probably oh, did man. this for a good yeah. hour, too. Yeah. Well, I forget what it was called, but it was Telequiz. Like, telequiz. It was amusing yeah. educational telequiz. Amusing, yes. Uh, and, uh, and educational. It was a... It's God... It was crazy. It's this crazy quiz cabinet from like 1946. Uh, it predates yeah. electronic video games. It's all based on slides, photo cells, like vacuum tubes. Yeah. Like all it's amplifiers and weird gadgets. Yeah. And it basically what it does is it, it puts up a slide with a question on the screen and frequently an illustration as well in amazing like fallout esque you know line art illustration illustrative yeah. style uh, which is really cool and it, this thing looks like it belongs in fallout 2 the machine it itself, does you it know looked, yeah that's the first thing i said when i saw it I yeah was just and uh and it asked you trivia questions uh with six multiple choice answers and then you hit button one through six you know physical buttons one through six on the on the cabinet and you get it right or you get it wrong and it scores you based on how long it took you to get it right if you got it right at all and then it asks you five questions and then you have to give it another dime although it was on free play um, and it was crazy. It was an amazing, it was amazing relic for many reasons. I mean, one for, for the technological reason of yeah. just, this is, you know, it's, it's from the age when the hardware had to be built solely and completely for the software and nothing else. I mean, you know, it's even more so than like a punch card machine. I mean, this thing is so specifically designed for this pur purpose. Yeah. And we played it so much that it broke, and yeah. then uh, it was interesting because the guy who who owned it uh, came over and, and opened up the cabinet to fix it, and uh, I took a few pictures of that, actually. I'll post them on the forums. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Put them in the DLC thread. Yeah. Um, just as a reminder, by the way, we now have a thread up on the forums in the episode uh, subforum that now we're trying to remember to put all the stuff that we mention, you know, pictures and links and stuff, and uh, once again, if we forget anything, just let us know. Um, but yeah, this thing was crazy. There were, <laughs> there were some amazing questions too. I mean, beyond the technological aspect, one of the other amazing things was just due to the historical nature of the questions. Yeah. Um, it looks like Nick is sorting through photos of some of the better ones. I took ones. photos of like maybe half of the thousand <laughs> right. questions that we had. Well, you were late for a lot of them. You kept. I know. I know. I missed some of the best ones. Uh, you know, my, fa my favorite one. Racist ones. Was, <laughs> no, no. I did get a picture of this one. Oh, did you? My favorite one was uh, true or false. India and China. Oh, yeah. Are this industrial was... nations. <laughs> the answer <laughs> <Yeah>. is false. <laughs> so, jeez, oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, there are some. There are some good ones. Did it you was... guys guess false? Did you try? Yeah, we said we you, said false, and we got it right. In fact, yeah. I have evidence of it right here. There's there's me pressing the two false. <laughs> that's on, sad. Just, in I, China, I bet this computer from the forties would want me to say false. Exactly. Yep. It yep. does. Yep. This is terrible. Yep. <laughs>
It's uh, and check out the check out what it looks like. Whoa! It's it's awesome. You shouldn't be doing this to everyone listening at home. Well, Look at can... this amazing thing. <laughs> it doesn't like it's 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 yeah. out of out of Fallout or like Bioshock also. Yeah, Bioshock is actually maybe even more. This, accurate. Yeah, you know that what? It actually might yeah. exactly like a Bioshock. Yeah, it's way uh, closer to Bioshock. It might yeah. emit a plasmid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, this is was a weird. This question was one of the most baffling. The National Infantile Paralysis Foundation is in, and then it lists six states. Like the other questions in this, I mean, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to convey how ridiculous this question is without context for what the other questions are like, which which are all like this jaunty old pop tune, yes, uh, has these lyrics, or like this many An people are on a yeah. baseball team, and then it will like show you an equation on the screen that gives <laughs> you the number. Like about ninety eight percent of the questions on this thing are basically complete giveaways. Yeah. Well, it, here's one. Like, a part of the eye is the blank. Pupil is the first response. <laughs> and then after that, it's student, professor, dean, teacher, and instructor, because they're all synonyms of, of people, pupil. Or at least most of them are. So yeah, which I mean, one's just, a part of the eye? Yeah, I, <laughs> professor is the correct answer. <laughs> uh, but there are tons of questions that are that are all exactly that. It's weird. And uh, who was it? Was it you or Steve who... who I think it was you who, who hypothesized... That one of the reasons was this is in yeah, a bar, yeah. you know, in 1946. Well, it cost a like, dime, which right. I think was probably a decent chunk yeah. of change in 1946. Right. Uh, and the idea, and your 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 point was that you know some some guy slightly drunk, <laughs> yeah. you know, goes in, puts a dime into this machine, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. it's like a love test machine, basically. Exactly. You yeah. have to get at least three right before you're gonna put right. another dime in. Um, <laughs> Yeah, pretty amazing machine. It was incredible. We well, played yeah. it for so long. I saw on Twitter Steve uh, Steve Ganner posted some crazy vector-based yeah, game. That oh, was yeah, the Major other Havoc. One. Yeah, that was the third amazing thing for me. Major, Major Havoc. Havoc. I had never played that. Apparently, some people know about this. Yeah, I saw the video of it. It looked like this sort of crazily extreme perspective sort of simulated 3D ship game that would then switch... To a flat view, and you, it had like platforming. Yeah, it was yeah. really impressive. It's the kind of game where you can tell the person who designed it really, really was very dedicated to making sure this game was really good and had a lot of attention paid to it. I mean, it's from an era where, because one of the things about this arcade exhibit was that there were a few games from the late '90s, mainly racing games, um, but there was almost nothing from the early to mid '90s. It was pretty much all like late '70s, early '80s era arcade. Because mm -hmm. I guess that's what collectors are, are more into. Because mm -hmm. you know, the, all the early '90s yeah. stuff. A lot of it's still in the arcades or some arcades anyway. Um, so this was all really earlier stuff. And and most of the games from that era, like you know, they've got one gameplay mechanic and you do it forever. Right. Um, the cool thing about Major Havoc is clearly whoever made this like really wanted to to distinguish his game from the others. I mean, you you start out in a ship and you're it's like a third person behind the ship blasting kind of mode where you're going through space yeah. shooting stuff and then it just seamlessly transitions right into a into an on foot 2d side scroller. yeah including like an well, there's a lander game perspective shift right it's yeah, amazing there's, well there's a landing sequence too oh right that. you have to yeah, land it have right to, so that's even another up, phase yeah with a with a pad and then and then it jumps into the uh on foot thing which is sort of a um well there's just uh, just one button for it's not really jump it's it's uh sort of float Right, you're in like a it's low, low gravity, gravity thing. Yeah. It was pretty hard to get. I mean, it, it was just the only control was a, a single button, I think, and then a, a radial a knob, dial, a yeah. knob, yeah, or um, or a trackpad. I was, think it wasn't a track. Well, yeah, it was just a horizontal trackpad. Right, like you right. couldn't. There was no. Right. It was just a weird. Yeah, for, I was talking to um, to Frank Cifaldi, who who is a another gaming journalist. He used to work for for Gamma Sutra as well, and he was telling me that the uh, 
the one with the horizontal trackpad is the original control the game was designed yeah, for. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And then there was yeah. also a Tempest conversion. Like, you could uh, convert Tempest cabinets to play this game and use the actual dial. Okay. So, they, they seem to both be pretty much the same, though. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. And and the, one of the coolest things about it, Jake, as you were saying, it's got... it Because it's vector, the ship basically smoothly transitions between all the phases without really yeah. ever needing to cut. Like, it cuts sometimes when the ship goes into hyperdrive or whatever, but most of the time, the ship... Yeah, they just sort of animate all the perspective lines, collapsing in on themselves to become a flat view right. and stuff. Yeah. And the yeah. ship just grows and shrinks based on yeah, that. You, you could tell that whoever was making that game from the video I saw at least thought they had some hot shit on their hands because, like, the right. loadout screen just had Pong playing itself in the yeah. corner. It doesn't <laughs> play itself. You play it. Oh, you play it's Pong. It's got breakout. Like, what, it's, it's, the, uh, really? Just when during the game the load is loading, screen or yeah, you play breakout in the lower right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the most, like, braggy, hilarious. Like, I know. No, I've just got this built into this. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, I think. I think in the on foot section, there was a. An almost like a small little uh, picture-in-picture type thing where it was showing you yeah, the, that the, whole... Yeah, there's a world map in the top Yeah, corner. the whole world yeah. map, but it was also animated as well. Like, it was actually, like, reflecting what was going on. Yep. Yeah. Which, uh... Someone sassily thought they had amazing yeah. hot shit <laughs> with that game. It's cool, Unfortunately, though. I mean, it was still like, the kind of game where you failed after the second level, like, 99% of the time. Like, it was incredibly difficult, but... Yeah, but, you know, that's how those games are. Yeah. Most of them. yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was really cool. I No, no, it was... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the sort of game that shows up in an arcade, and... Unfortunately, no one is going to play and <laughs> right. like yeah. probably no one would play it now unless it was on Tig Source. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, yeah. It, was, it was weird to see that as an arcade game. Yeah. Like what? I mean, it was, it was ridiculously go, ambitious awesome, for a thing to put in arcade. Yeah. It's not at all like high score driven. Right. Or, like, Someone will put driven. in a quarter and play my three seamlessly transitioning <laughs> right. game modes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Telling the, the saga of this spaceman, Major Havoc. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was rad. And then the other thing that I thought was super cool was... Uh, tank eight yeah this tank big eight. huge uh flat table uh that was basically like atari combat uh right with t- twin stick tank controls so not like joysticks you know but the forward and backwards right uh actual tank style controls and uh yeah two big levers exactly yeah and the whole game is just you're all on a big battlefield and you all just shoot each other and it's funny because we nick and i sat down to play it early on and it was pretty boring yeah with just with the two of us playing it was not that much fun and then and then we went back later with the three of us and then more people started joining in and eventually we had six or seven people all at this table controlling these tanks and it turned into just this amazing multiplayer experience yeah um it was really surprisingly cool and uh yeah i mean it was just it was just uh it, it sort of showed like very early kind of like local multiplayer, right? Uh, you know, yeah. the, the secret land party. Uh, was, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. With Tank Eight, the same California dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just you know, kind of chaotic. And uh, but also, I just I really appreciated the um, the controls, and that's yeah, something I that agree. I kept remarking on. But just. I don't think that game would work without those really stiff, clunky Yeah, uh, with a lot of resistance. And, yeah. Um, yeah. At first, they seem... Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it yeah, makes you really... You're almost struggling yeah, against it exactly. more than you are, like, anything else. It really know. exacerbates the frantic nature, yeah. especially because you, your, your rate of fire is not very high <laughs> either. So, if you miss your shot, and then the <laughs> right, other guy yeah, turns that's the around... It, it to, really to, simulates what it would be like if eight dudes in actual exactly. tanks were all yes, some right. reason fighting each other. That was my biggest takeaway. If this weird situation were to occur, it would... Right, because like <laughs> in, in a Call of yeah. Duty game or whatever, or like Crisis or whatever, you're dri- you know, you're driving around a tank, and it's like, fuck yeah, driving it, like clicking with the mouse and shooting it, and right, but strafing in your tank, around like, these huge 
yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you've got to like stop and kind of line up your shot, especially because it was all, you know, it's all low res pixels. And so the, the trajectory calculations are really rough. You know, right. it's got to yeah. interpolate like the best path on a fairly low DPI screen. And like, so you've got to really line up your shots and take a test shot first and then adjust slightly and then try again. And it really, you know, obviously did not, was not any kind of sim, but it really seemed like it was probably felt a lot closer to actually trying to target any kind of tank than it, than it would be in any, in any more That's modern cool. video game. It was yeah. awesome. And you know, it's funny. I was talking to my boss, Simon today, and he was telling me that game actually was a prototype and never went to production. Really? And this is one of the first times people have ever actually played it. Like, wow. So we, lo- we lucked out. <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> That's apparently it's, it's an awesome experience to have seven players playing tank eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although we were saying, and this is probably true at the time, it would probably be a tough, a tough thing to do. I mean, it really, the fun. It would have to be like in the birthday party room only. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah, really yeah, relies yeah. on, on having a pretty full table or it's just not that good. Yeah. And it probably, a lot of arcade owners were probably not ready to, and it's huge, you know, it's an enormous thing. Right. It would probably be a difficult thing to justify. Yeah. But I'm glad we got to play it. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was also, you know, it was, it was interesting. One of the things I, was thinking about playing that and, and just all sorts of other games with really specific interfaces. How, for some reason, in the last couple of years, we're all of a sudden doing that again, where every game is its own crazy interface. It's just yeah. the difference is now you have to actually buy it and keep it in your home. Right. Um, so, coming soon, the uh, the two levers, <laughs> the, the yeah. uh, Tank 8 Home Edition. Right. But the Wii, you get to hold both of them in the air. Oh, you just hold two Wii remotes. Yeah. It's like a tank. Yeah. yeah. With Wii Motion that, Plus, that could be a reality. That? That has you hold two Wii remotes? Or Natal, just hold your hands out in front of you. <laughs> just like driving a tank. You thought driving a tank had to be unintuitive. <laughs> now with Project Natal, driving a tank is... With Natal, you actually just have to put two buckets full of rocks in front of you. Right now. <laughs> just put a pipe into each of them and you grind right. around. Yeah. 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 It's just as intuitive as driving a real tank. It's true. Yeah. So that was cool. I'm really glad we went to that. I didn't really yeah. know what to expect and I was really, I was really pleased. Yeah. It's kind of expensive, but that's okay. Apparently, they still lose money on it, so I don't really. I yeah. ended up not minding. I wish I had gone, but I was at the beach. Yeah, you went on a cool <laughs> yeah, vacation. Games. Um, what you were saying about about Natal and the idea of like two lead pipes and rocks, yeah. maybe well, that's wonder, what you were saying. Oh, I was saying that, but what you were saying about Natal and right. steering a tank and doing the hand motions and stuff. Um, I wonder how what the, how that thing perceives scale. What do you mean? Like if you're, does it? I wonder if it knows the difference between you being twenty feet away from it in a really big room, versus you just having like a small child's robot do do it do a dance on your living room table. Like, <laughs> I see. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like to, an action figure or to, something. Yeah, to, like, it's two yeah, D right. eyeball. A person who's like, you know, I mean, depending on what the the, right. the lens is, but yeah. you know, a person across a very large living room or like playing it in a public space. Versus a really close-up tiny thing. I wonder if it knows the difference, and that's, that's maybe odd. it combines it with one of those like golf range meter lasers. Yeah, oh yeah, it could. I mean, I wonder if it. Yeah, if it is always shooting out beams at you and finding yeah. out how far giving away you, you are. cancer, <laughs> <laughs> spying on you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I. It's, it's not really that good of a question. <laughs> it's an excellent question, Jake. Yeah. Stay tuned for the answer. <laughs> yeah, in like nine months when that yeah. thing's released. Yeah, is it really only that soon? I don't know. Isn't it supposed to be early 2010? I'm not sure. Maybe they put a date on the tall. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Sony's. I, I think, think I'm thinking of Sony's. Of Sony's. Thing. Yeah. They yeah. they don't know the game wand. Game wand. I still haven't. I keep forgetting to watch that thing. Mm. 
I'm not really that interested the in either one. of them. So, yeah. <laughs> whatever. So, have you guys been playing any games made in the last thirty years? Yeah. 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 Nick and I, well, as of today, have both been playing Age of Discovery. Dawn of I keep playing an Age. Uh, yeah. Dawn of Discovery. Um, so I don't think either of us is going to be able to comment very deeply about credibly? this game. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, sure. Credibly as well. Yeah. We're completely. Yeah. yeah. We're incredible. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. No, I, I started playing it today with the campaign, and Nick, I guess you just did a regular. Yeah, an endless, endless uh, game yeah. thing. Yeah. Did you win? Um, no. I, uh, it's endless, Jake. It's, Duh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't played... Uh, <laughs> actually, the, the, there are a couple of reasons I started I started playing this game. One was because Nick was uh, had been talking about Civ Four recently, and it made me really excited about kind of playing something basically in that genre. But I, one, wanted to play something that I hadn't played before, and, uh, and two, I had kept seeing screenshots of this game, and they looked so incredibly appealing uh, and gorgeous. I mean, anyone who's seen screenshots of this game knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. It comes with a real-time camera mode that you can just toggle on and off that puts it into a close-up, heavily tilt-shifted kind of depth depth of field crazy mode that just kind of softens out the edges and things off in the distance and puts a really sharp focus on things in the foreground. And it just makes the game look – it's called postcard mode, and it basically makes it look like it was taken – uh, with a you know a nice camera with a sort of that weird softening effect and uh, all the screenshots of the game are are presented that way and they all look like they've been kind of manipulated or faked or something but that's actually a real time camera and I was really curious about a game that would look like that because this genre is traditionally one that's a lot more kind of Spartan and uh, yeah. kind of down to business um, and then I also had kind of ignored this game for a while in fact I've pretty much ignored all of these games out of Europe. Uh, you know, Civilization's obviously an American game, and for whatever reason, I never really got into any of the... Did you ever play Settlers or anything like that? No, I actually never did. No. I yeah, kinda... this is... this is To anybody who's listening and knows what Settlers is, I mean, it, it, Anno is sort of like Settlers, but with more of a trade emphasis. And yeah, also, of, uh, Dawn of Discovery, known in Europe as Anno. Right, oh, right, yes. yeah, Anno. Yeah, yeah. Oh, should, Anno yeah. 1404, this one specifically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, European listeners, that's what we're playing. Um... And, uh, yeah, I, I'm having fun so far. I, I had, I wish I could have played more before the podcast. I just, I didn't think to start playing it. We in um, fact pulled you away from that game yes, to record the podcast. Yes. I'm fresh from an, from an anno session, Dawn of discovering. And, uh, I, yeah, I don't know how much to say about it. Nick is probably someone who's better equipped to, to talk about it a little bit because one, you're more familiar with the genre in general. And two, you probably played more of it than I did. You probably uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Any any sort of first hand like general impressions? Um well, it's it's very deliberately paced. I mean, if you, it's it's certainly in terms of these sorts and of it's games. A it's a real time game. Yeah, it's in real time, but it's it's um there's you know, I mean, there's a huge emphasis on the economy. Yeah. And absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, if you've ever played, I mean, basically, if you've ever played Settlers or an island, and yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of it's sort of like Settlers, but more of a with that sort of colonization theme, you know. Right. I mean, you start out as a ship, and then you you sort of plant your base on an island, and your city grows out of that, and you can have multiple islands and and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I know it's interesting. I mean, it, uh, it yeah, I, I think you know part of the appeal is your cities do look awesome. I mean, I, I, Jake was kind of like laughing about how you know oh we're just playing games with the graphics, but I think that is sort of like the the carrot at the uh, end of the stick yeah, in this they, game. They it, do it, it, yeah. it is sort of like you know 
There's, the, I think there's not much of an emphasis on combat. There aren't any like massive battles. Right, the, just the, by the, playing the game, you can make these amazing right, cities. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's cool because you start off and there's at least I don't know how it works in the endless mode, but there's actually a campaign which I think is is a really nice move. Um, because I think one of the things about certainly like civilization games, one of the things that is frequently difficult for people who are unfamiliar with a given series or even genre is you kind of start this game and it's like, well, here's your settler. Go make a civilization. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Like, what? Right. Uh, <laughs> At the end of this, yeah. you'll be in space. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Right. You've got a guy with an axe. Right. And it's yeah. like, well, start making your spaceship. Just start researching <laughs> that stuff. You know, start with the wheel. Start with fire. Well, I guess there's no fire in civilization. But anyway, and... Uh, I like how you belittle civilization. What? I'm not belittling no, it's, civilization. It's amazing, but to someone who is me, uh, an idiot, it's an extremely daunting uh, prospect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and it's funny because, you know, the real answer to civilization is just do it and eventually yeah. you'll get it. I mean, that, that is the right. actual answer, but it's yeah. really hard to to have any perspective about that. You don't know. Like, when you're doing it for the first time, you don't know that you're supposed to be just kind of stumbling along and eventually you'll figure things out like it but but what you know in this game they put an actual and i don't i don't know if this is what past games in this series have done you know again we're not very educated on this series but um you start off with an actual campaign and there's multiple friendly uh people who have their own islands near you and you can see what the you know, the main narrator guy you can see what it looks like when he's got this big awesome city made out of brick and stone and cobblestone streets yeah. and he's building he's in the midst of building his cathedral which is obviously the big center point of an of a european town and or city and uh and it really it's like oh man i even though right now all i have is this little crappy village with some you know wooden houses and a little marketplace in the center of town and a chapel like I will be making that cool thing. And it's cool to see that he's still in the midst of making it. It's not even, you know, it's not like yeah. he's done and it's this big thing that's a million years away. It's like he's making it and then there's a certain number of stages to get to that point. And, I, you know, that's not, I can't speak very deeply about the mechanics yet, but it's, I don't know. I thought that was a nice choice and it's something that is is different than other games in this in this genre that I've played before. The one thing I will say that I'm not sure I uh, like very much is mm -hmm. that, um, there doesn't seem to be when you're sort of between, I mean, the way that you, you, I mean, you could probably speak more to this than I can because I didn't get as far as I think you think I did, but, okay. um, the, the buildings, you know, when you're, when you're sort of moving between, you know, the lowly version of that building sure. and, um, it's just more of a quick upgrade, right? It's just like, yeah. a, and you have to do that manually essentially. Or yeah. You it, go to the building then at the top, there's a little yeah. upgrade button. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think generally I prefer sort of the the SimCity four thing where your your city's kind of slowly evolving on its own mm. a little bit. Like there's there's a little bit more animation to the cities. Right. And and one of the other things I noticed about this game well, is that you can tell there's some of that because the guy's cathedral is going through multiple. Yeah, there's a, there's a little and, bit of it, but I, and things like that. I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, I, I think also though, like just one of the things I noticed was that the. Um, the little workers, I don't know, I, I would have liked to see more uh, of animation a distinction between and, animation, yeah. more of a distinction between which, you know, types of workers. In Settlers, they did a pretty decent job in that series of showing, like, this guy is the minor dude and he looks different. And, and I don't know, there's just more of like a, um, uh, more things to watch as right. you're kind of just sitting there watching, sure. you know. Yeah. But, I think, uh, I think, this, yeah, I think, I think that's a fair criticism. I think this game gets around it to some extent by just being so nice to look at the world yeah. itself um, is yeah. worth watching like zooming in on the ships and watching them cross the ocean is pretty magnificent like it's a it's a pretty amazing for being such a mundane part of the game it's pretty amazing to to, to watch um and so that's cool i don't know i i 
we're probably really ill-equipped to talk about this. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little really bit early. But, we, we were, but I mean, it, that's just one of the things I know is because I've been playing sure, yeah. Stronghold uh, Crusader oh, yeah, you've been Extreme. Playing, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, kind of has the same thing. Why did you start playing that? Just that for the <laughs> hell of it? I don't know. It sounded extreme. Yeah. I, like, I, I, a lot of extreme this week. We got California Extreme. I know. Yeah, California I know. Extreme, Stronghold Castrator Extreme. Castrator Extreme. <laughs> That's a crazy game. Oh, you man. Even, Why'd you, you start playing that? that <laughs> you know, Stronghold Castrator Extreme. <laughs> it's, it's a dungeon game. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you've been playing a game that isn't that. Yeah. Um, it was the Crusader Extreme. Uh, right. Not the expansion pack. Uh, right. <laughs> not, not, not the horrible, horrible. Not, not horrible. Back. That was never released. We, we, we found that along with Tank Eight yeah. at, at California Extreme. You know, sort of secret hatch in the floor. You have to yeah. descend a spiral stair for uh, five minutes. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so Stronghold um, Crusader. Extreme. Yeah. No. I mean, I I covered the game. Uh, yeah, I did too years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it always sounded kind of uh, strange, like in a novelty sense, like. I mean, the premise is just they took Stronghold Crusader and um, basically multiplied the challenge by maybe a hundredfold. Like <laughs> instead I mean, of what is Stronghold? Because I don't. Oh, okay. I'm not well, very Stronghold. Familiar. Stronghold is is a is sort of a blend between that sort of economic management um, RTS and um, it's about castles, though. Right? Like yeah, more like I was a blend between that and, and like Rampart or something. Where yeah. where the you know the objective the first Stronghold place more of an emphasis on defense and so essentially what you did is you you know you start out with a one building and then your your little uh castle city built you know builds out around that and you know right. there's there's a balance between managing you know farmers and stuff and then building your uh city walls and defending against these attackers that would come at you in waves and then um you know just it would get progressively harder it's like super hardcore um, tower defense yeah kind of, yeah yeah and then this is the extreme version of that <laughs> all right um, yeah, you were describing it as like you start off and there's just like an Jesus army outside. Jesus Christ! It is the most. It is literally the most extreme game I've ever played. I was kind of IGN.com. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it, it it is. It 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 lives up to the billing. It is fucking ridiculous. I have. I was absolutely blown away. The first level <laughs> felt like the last level of any other game. IGN.com. Perhaps a more a more vicious you're just version. Just tossing out IGN left. That's <laughs> everything you're saying. It's I know, amazing bonus code for this game. It's it's like the last level of trying if that was the first level of trying that kind of frustration <laughs> like, like ign.com yeah what you what, I mean, what you're saying now will be transcribed <laughs> and posted piecemeal by the ign.com twitter account <laughs> please continue um, but yeah the, the first level is you know i mean a, a typical stronghold thing you know you start out there are, there are trees to cut down there's yeah. you know space to grow uh there are some rocks that you collect and uh sweet uh, you know, yeah. they give you a little a little leeway. There's some time before guys attack you. Sure. Stronghold Crusader Extreme, the first stage, you are on uh, basically, if picture an RTS map, you are wedged into the bottom left corner of that map. You have maybe 5% of the available space to build, and there are, mm, I don't know, like... 200 pixels worth of uh, resources. I mean, like, you are wedged into nothing, and then eh, maybe, you know, a couple yards beyond your base, there's a horde of dudes, and they immediately <laughs> begin attacking. Like, they give you 30 <laughs> seconds, and then it's just in fucking onslaught. It is just... 
<laughs> like th- there's there's no time you you if, if if you're not clicking if you're not like if put the little like starcraft 2 click meter at the top of the <laughs> right. screen if you are yeah. not like 300 clicks per second you're gonna fucking die in like the first two minutes guaranteed you will just be completely obliterated in two <laughs> minutes it's not an exaggeration you will be dead in two minutes that is Stronghold Crusader Extreme. Every Jesus. stage is like that, and then it gets worse. There are twenty. <laughs> I think it, it, the uh, the trail like campaign thing is is there are twenty stages of this. Yeah, you were and, saying uh, you like I was watching you. I I was playing fucking King's Bounty. Surprise, surprise! And then I saw you. <laughs> I saw the little Nick Brecken is playing Stronghold Crusader Extreme, and I'm like, Stronghold Crusader Extreme. What the <laughs> fuck? I think it's when you first loaded it up. Yeah, and uh, and then. <laughs> like three minutes later you're like i'm quitting like this is impossible <laughs> I, I did i quit and i played the regular stronghold crusader which is basically the tutorial for stronghold crusader extreme like that if you play that for maybe 20 or 30 hours you might be able to complete the first stage of extreme maybe did, did you probably not did you ever complete it uh i did i completed oh, the first stage and then it took me about three or four hours to beat the second stage uh-huh and how and long I'm, was your I'm, successful I'm, completion like not your attempts, but like the actual. How long was that stage? When oh you my god, it? it takes forever. Really? I mean, ba- basically, you know, the original stronghold. What I liked about it was it, it was. I could be fuzzy on this, but I think the entire game was simply defensive. You you know, and the criticism has always been that it's it's almost like a puzzle. You and know, presumably stronghold you, crusader has. I think so. I think yeah. I think I think that's where, I think, I think that's where it made the leap to an see. offensive thing. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a big fan of that because the fun of that series is not you know yeah. attacking so it's, you'd prefer it's, you'd prefer a stronghold extreme yeah yeah i would actually um <laughs> well i mean it doesn't but, sound uh, like there's any room to go be a crusader and crusader well, extreme essentially what you do is you you hold out um and as you're holding out there are these sort of like barbarian camps that are spawning thousands of guys <laughs> at, a, at a at a faster rate as you go along um, and if you manage to get to the point where you, you sort of built up enough guys to where you can push back just a little bit, you do that for about two hours. And then once you've cleared God. maybe half the screen, then you can start thinking about maybe launching your own attack. And then after another two hours, maybe you've, you know, got to the point <laughs> where the you fuck? can. It is ridiculous. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I played it. <laughs> <laughs> For apparently a million hours now. Yeah. Well, I guess it's so much of a challenge that uh, it's it's kind of I guess it's maybe the equivalent of like Ikaruga for for a shmup fan. You know what I mean? Like I've never, right, yeah, I'm never I'm terrible at those games, so I, I never can bother with that. But uh, but this but I the I strategy least... equivalent has been found. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. it's that. Um, awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm glad you found something you like to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But no, it, it has the same. It, it is similar to Anno, and then it's got that sort of economic thing where you, yeah. you know, you have to grow wheat, and then uh, the, you know, the, the mill grinds it into uh, flour, and right. then you've got uh, you make bread out of that. <laughs> Except and, you're being besieged by right. three thousand yes. dudes. Yeah, right. <laughs> which is actually, I mean, it, I, I really like that. I like Stronghold a lot. <gasps> it's wheat de- supply. <laughs> you got yeah. You got little workers just <laughs> hanging out. Well, and then I'm half the time wood. your workers are getting hit by like trebuchets right, yeah. from right. like well, three thousand I mean. yards People away. People demand. Rope factory. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was playing uh, when when Jake came over, I was playing Gone of Discovery and man, those guys really fucking wanted a rope factory. Like That's everyone. Yeah, sure. Like five yeah. advisors came up all with their own version of why they need a rope factory within like ten yeah. seconds. Man, by the way, one of the things um Nick, Stronghold is by Firefly, right? Yes. And they have offices in both the UK and the United States, right? 
I think so. Do you yeah. know which is the main one? Like, are they mainly a British? I think they're mainly UK. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. just telequiz. Because yeah, <laughs> well, because the reason I bring it up is because uh, we were commenting on on Dawn of Discovery that one oh, of the right. interesting things was that was that it you know religion is very visible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one it's, of the, yeah one of the central buildings is your cathedral, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first thing, the the second thing, I guess I built in Dawn of Discovery was a chapel. Yeah, and then you know, and Should the whole the first, <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> and the whole time I'm playing the the uh, my like buddy guy over on his own island, just like can't stop talking about his awesome cathedral that he's making and how sweet that's going to be and like and uh, and then and it's funny because when you build the chapel, uh, the first thing that, that I don't know if this is what he always says, but in mine, when I built it, he's like, ah, the chapel soon we'll, we'll be enjoying our first mass. And it's, it was like a really crazy thing to hear in a video game. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to imagine an, like an American video game developer putting that in a game, which is kind of funny because the United States, as far as I am aware, is actually more heavily religious than Europe mm-hmm. at this point. Like, uh, maybe we're also more afraid of even admitting that things existed in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you live in Europe, it's hard to like, oh, yeah. hard some to parts of Europe, it's like, like there are three cathedrals in every block. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in some cities, it's just like, yeah. uh, oh, well, obviously the church uh, had a pretty firm stronghold in this town right. for a while because yeah, they and, own all of it. And it was relatively recently, historically speaking, in, in England that, you know, to be a city, you needed a cathedral. I mean, that was only recently not the case. Yeah. Um, and but it's interesting. Like it's it's a really I find it really fascinating. Um, and you were saying stronghold is has it's has, the same way. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, you uh, there aren't that many buildings in stronghold at the end of the day, and and, and several of them are cathedrals. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a you know a cathedral progression. There are like four yeah. or five different. Did you guys ever? Did you guys ever play Castles? It was an interplay game from the early nineties. No, I know of it. No. But I never played it. Yeah, God, that game was fun. And then Castles Two was really good. I so it's one of those. Well, it's one of those games where. Um, you know, the, the it's probably true for pretty much, well, at least for people who grew up playing games on the PC when there was no, like, Nintendo Power equivalent, and, you know, you didn't you didn't know necessarily, at least I didn't and my friends didn't, we didn't know necessarily what was, like, the big thing on PC everyone was playing, probably until, like, Doom. That was probably the first example of something we knew everyone was playing and then missed after that was, like, mm-hmm. the next one. Until that point, we pretty much just found stuff that we thought looked cool. Right. And I remember buying this game Castles one time. I don't, I don't think I have the box anymore, but I had it for years. And, uh, and you, 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 it's kind of like these games, really. I mean, it's you, you're building a castle and the game is sort of split between like this really intricate castle building thing where you build your own castle and then like a top down regional map where you go and conquer different areas. And I remember in that game, the Pope was the most fucking badass motherfucker ever. <laughs> that guy had the craziest fucking army. Like if the, if, if you pissed off the Pope, you were screwed. Yeah. Like that guy would just ride around and fuck you. And like he could excommunicate. <laughs> Like, if you pissed him off, he could excommunicate you. And that was like... Educational learn as a child. (laughs) Yeah. But it was crazy. You know, it was like I was raised Catholic. And I'm like, oh, man, the Pope, that guy, like, he's the guy in charge. What does he excommunicate you? Then just you're you're not allies with anyone anymore or something? I mean, what is it? I think think so, yeah. And then he just tramples you. I mean, he just sends out his (laughs) knights and they just... Medieval Total War is great for that as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It It has Battle Pope? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they're the papal states, and uh, and if you uh, if you break from them, you're pretty much screwed. Mm. But then there are all these little like uh, religious kind of uh, 
like uh one 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 uh, country might find like a piece of the cross which is something that you know that they just made up right, you know, they, like, just, they, right they just it. invented yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh we've got a piece of the cross yeah here. it's, oh, it's a, like all of the saints the saints right. bones yeah, and yeah exactly and, yeah. yeah hilarious stuff like that yeah yeah. yeah, I would. I would love to find at a like a. I would love for, to find a piece of the cross. Yeah, <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> oh, I would love to. I would love to check out castles again and see. I mean, I'm sure it's incredibly a lot of, antiquated yeah. at this point, but I, I would be really curious to see how it a plays. A lot of great now. games like that, like uh, Lords of the Realm, uh, yeah. was what I played. That was a great. The one thing I remember that about that game was that when you um, when you uh, captured of an enemy village. You could. Uh, it always brought up an option box that said "slaughter all villagers?" question <laughs> mark. And I could almost never uh, keep myself from doing that. Oh, really? <laughs> so, I would always be. I would. I was always the guy who always like, no, like, no, I'm not gonna kill them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be a good leader, and they'll all love me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should yeah. take a break. All right. Huh? What do you think yeah. about that? Sure. Oh shit! There's what? one more thing I wanted to oh, mention about uh, break uh, postponed, which yeah. I thought was funny. Was the uh, the loading screen has that classic Maxis thing where it's it makes it like goofy <laughs> yeah. shit, but it's not like, nearly as funny unraveling as the, tornado. It's like and, the European yeah, like version. Weird. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like inviting like, computer players yeah. to play a game, it's calculating like, the weather, filling up the ocean with water. It's like filling the ocean with salt or whatever. Yeah, it was what it was. It was really funny. I mean, it was kind of amusing, but it's also like. It's it's kind of slightly off of like yeah, the sort of Maxis yeah. like perfect blend of pseudo babble science right. and right. like I don't know it was it's the yeah, the second language uh, approach right yeah. yeah I I really I mean you know the actual localization is fine it's completely I mean it was obviously written right, by like real dudes but like the uh, there might be some wacky English language European YouTube uh, humor right. going on <laughs> and it's it's funny playing this game because it's just so European which I don't I don't say negatively but it's like. It's just, you can tell, you know what I mean? It's like, I kind of like, because video games are, are so frequently not that, you know I mean? It's well, like... Well, you've been on a European PC game kick lately. It yeah. seems like. Okay. Probably. Deny, deny no, no, like, maybe. No, no. What else? I'm just I mean, there's this in, I feel like there's there's this King's Bounty and a third one. I can't oh, King's the third Bounty, one of is. course. I've been playing that fucking forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I probably have. Oh, Cryostasis, for example. Yeah. Yep. Penumbra. Yeah, so you're right. For some reason, I've been playing a lot of European PC games. I don't know. Weird. It was not intentional, but I'm happy with it. I don't know. I've been playing a lot of good games. It's been cool. Um, but yeah, th this game is like hilariously European, not just in terms of European game design, but it's just like, wow, this is born out of the European historical tradition, which is just, it's interesting. Like I, you know. Castles and cathedrals. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of cool. I, I, for some reason, because um, civilization is not like that. You know, civilization is designed to be more of a one size fits all kind of thing, which makes sense. I mean, it's, we were talking about it last week and it, and it's, it, works much better that way for allowing you to theoretically pursue mm -hmm. like a lot of different alternate theoretical alternate histories whereas you know a lot of these european games are so much more specifically focused on kind of the history of colonial europe or medieval europe or or what have you and it's yeah. uh, it's just it's an interesting perspective because you couldn't you know it's very difficult for uh, i guess in america we have like the organ trail you know what i mean that's like kind of <laughs> i mean that's sort of the equivalent yeah. but it doesn't go back very far you know it goes back a couple hundred years um there isn't sort of millennia of of that to explore and i and i traditionally have not played a lot of these european games honestly i you know i was more into the civilization kind of thing so it's, a, it's been interesting kind of coming in contact with it yeah so yeah video games anyway wacky load screen we're gonna break. take a break now video games trying to think well i mean you know played a little uh legend of zelda a little mega man 9 what really yeah what Legend of Zelda? One. Nice. Talk about oh. that. I'm not going to talk about that. Why not? Why? Finally got to the fifth dungeon. Really? Yeah. Just bring it up. 
I've got nothing to talk about. It's I don't really, know. It's, it's really not worth talking about. Have we ever talked about that game on this podcast before? No. I mean, do you guys all have Legend of Zelda things to say? And I well, really, I only played about ten minutes. Or I could maybe say 20 something when... about it if we, if I've never said anything about it before, because I only played that game a couple of years ago. All right. Also, I finally beat uh, like four more. <laughs> so you played like three games. I beat four more Robot Masters in Mega Man Nine. Oh man, we fucking talking about which that? I haven't talked about since I think the first episode of Idle Thumbs, possibly. Yeah. Second. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. We can put those on the game list and make people think we're not just a bunch oh, of fuck. weird European PC assholes. <laughs> also, we play Retro Throwbacks and the original <laughs> Zelda. Yeah. Right. <laughs> People will know. Idle thumbs. People will know those are the two games I was playing as well because it's like, what the hell? <laughs> some sort of a downloadable bullshit Wii game or like a DS <laughs> thing? Ugh, probably Jake. He doesn't play anything real. DS was that where you played? No, but I mean, those are oh. the only things I ever talk about. Where it's like, no, I was playing this indie iPhone game. I was, <laughs> I was playing this art style game I got from DSi Store, making a sound Basically, effect. Basically, we're all just snobby mm, assholes. And you're just like, no, I was been sampling the uh, latest <laughs> if out of Eastern Europe, and then you're like, I only want to be raped in half by my game. <laughs> That's all we ever play, apparently. We're just three douchebags. Awesome. Yeah. That's the new name of the podcast. So I guess we're back. The three douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of that Three Stooges arcade game. Oh, yeah. We played a <laughs> shitty damn. Three Stooges. That was the worst game. I still have no idea what we were attempting yeah. to do in that game. I was just attempting to slap you as, as much as I possibly could and yeah. then hold you in place, basically. What was the game called? Like, Wives is... What? <laughs> well, the game actually had a name. Really? No, it was Three Stooges, and then it was oh. like Wives is something, or like, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, yeah, we all just walked around slapping each other, and I couldn't yeah. figure out how to do anything. No. You could pick up items. And it was then... one of those weird, like, spy versus spy games where it was right. just a board with just a lot of random objects and, yeah. like, cops, like, hitting you with batons, and then there was a cat yeah. or something, or, like, dog, and yeah. It was like, what was that game on the N64 with, like, slappers? Was that like Goldeneye or was it Perfect Dark? Slappers. Or so, I'm not thinking of a totally different game. Slappers. <laughs> you know, what slappers. I, I don't know. I'm thinking of, what the fuck? I don't know. Some multiplayer game. Anyway. You know, that's, you know Slappers EX. <laughs> slappers. <laughs> slappers. Slappers 3D. <laughs> uh, slappers 64, only on N. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. That was a good game. It's a, yeah, Rareware. So, yeah. Um, what were we going to talk about for real? I don't know. Uh, oh, you played Battlefield Oh, right. Yeah. Which do you play on 360, PS3? Uh, 360. Uh-huh. I wasn't planning to play it. I was going to wait for the PC version. But you just couldn't In help classic, yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. You had to get yeah. it now. Yeah, well, yeah. It was not extreme enough to wait. I, well, <laughs> I was, was kind of curious. It was something that I was, I was sort of strangely avoiding at, at press events and, and things. I, I was not interested in it at all. Yeah. Um, I sort of feel like I've played enough Battlefield in my life. Yeah, you've, you, were, you were a big Battlefield guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up until Battlefield 2. Um, I mean, I played, I played a decent amount of that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, um, I tried the demo and then I was like, ah, this is a game that I could probably play for 10 hours, so I'll buy the, the, yeah, the sure. full game and see what it's like. Because it got it? a lot of positive like press and, and, and it was looking pretty positive. Yeah, it's $15. Uh-huh. That's um, right, it's downloadable. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I was actually pretty impressed with it. Um, cool. How many as players? A, as a big fan console? of 40, 1942, it was. Uh, how many players? I think the max is twenty four. I've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty four, um, which isn't bad. It. it uh, it's, although I, that's kind of like the minimum to me of of what a battlefield game yeah. should feel like. Yeah. Anything lower than that felt a little weird and uh, you know a little empty. But um, but no, it actually worked pretty well. I mean, they they have streamlined it quite a bit. There are only three classes. Uh, and you, there, there is some health regeneration stuff going on. A lot of stuff that fans weren't too wild about, uh, you know, on paper. 
Right. Um, but it, it actually works really, really well. Um, uh, you know, all the weapons feel pretty solid and it, it's kind of an ap- approachable in a way that a Battlefield game hasn't been to this point, or at least approachable in a way that it still feels satisfying. You know, I mean, they, they, they yeah. kept enough depth and enough of the elements of 42 yeah, without do, yeah. it. Yeah, it actually, it, it kind of is. And, um, but, but the three classes that they chose, I mean, Battlefield 1942 was always a game that, you know, some of the classes didn't feel 100% necessary, and, you know, there was some cutting to be done there. So, it, but yeah, anyway, it, it really impressed me. Um, uh, the one thing I'm not very sure about is whether um, to recommend it for PC or 360. I don't, the uh, the flying is actually really, really nice on the console. You, uh, yeah. you control it with, you know, the two sticks. Uh, one is, um, sure. f- uh, whatchamacallit, yaw, and then, yeah. Uh, pitch and and then, yaw. yeah. Um, and it works really well. It's actually really satisfying, and uh, the you know, but on a on a PC, you'd, you'd probably end up just using your mouse, which you don't. Think I don't you, know. You don't I think did. You'd I did switching back and forth. Yeah, I don't think because you could I, probably have them both plugged in. You could, but I I probably wouldn't. Right. I always use the mouse to fly in forty two. Yeah. Um, I had a whole lifetime of, of using the mouse only to ever fly. Like, I know. Tie, I tie fighter. X, yeah, I was, like, <laughs> God damn it! I was gonna say X wing. Yeah. Beat <laughs> you to it, uh, asshole. Yeah. I mean, I did it with X wing as well. <laughs> Um, yeah. What? I guess. Anyway, I'm just saying. I totally beat him to the punch on that historical nostalgic note. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I. I and it's funny because I did it so like, you know, I. I never really had a joystick that I, you know, that stuff was just uh, how oh I God. played a flight game. Yeah. <laughs> PC gaming. Anyway. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> I actually. I, you know, it's funny. Actually, that's a lie. I did have a joystick. It came with my CD-ROM drive. Uh, and sweet, a whole gaming oh, right. package. No, it was because in those days, like it came with a sound card and a CD ROM drive and games and all this shit. Yeah, and like, multimedia you kit. probably yeah. don't have it. It was when CD ROM drives were brand new. This right. was like when you could first it's buy like you really want to a appreciate a CD ROM drive. Here's yeah. the rest of your computer. Yeah, it, it, no, it really was because I and I didn't have any of that stuff, so it was they figured out their market and uh. Yeah, and I just never used it. I was already so I'd already been playing X Wing that, and in fact, I had both of those games on diskette on like thirteen fucking discs, and uh, I was so accustomed to playing them with the mouse that I I yeah. never ever switched to flight sticks, and to this day I've like never I've used a joystick like twice in my life. Yeah, it's bizarre. I never used a joystick for those games where it was somewhat optional. Right, know? right. Um, if they didn't require it, yeah. And if it did require it, I just didn't play it. Yeah. So yeah, weird. Anyway, so it's nineteen forty three. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's actually worth checking out if you're a Battlefield fan. Cool. Um, Do you know if they're going to increase you know, the player count on PC? Yeah, they, they are. S- oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, they, I could they, be, they I have not pretty heavily at can't quite changing something, I'm, I'm, but I don't... I'm fairly certain they said, you know, initially that they were going to. I don't know if anything's changed since then. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I have to assume they are. Yeah. So, um, what are the three classes? Uh, <laughs> how many weapons? How many Sorry, maps? I was actually just curious because you can't be like, and the how three much classes do they, they, they streamlined this, uh, it. How many anyway, hours? Anyway, the three completion? classes, they, well, compared to Battlefield. <laughs> so anyway, they've got these three <laughs> classes. But anyway, uh, oh, TIE man. Fighter. Nick, you, you just got pooped out. I know, like I did. That. You yeah. brought it up like a thousand times. Also, this is my telequiz question. <laughs> <laughs> what are the three classes? <laughs> He's still not going to answer you. He's... <laughs> Yeah. Um, Which of these classes is an industrial uh, nation? <laughs> there, it's a sniper, uh, anti-tank dude, and uh, and just a regular soldier. rifle guy. And, but what they did that was interesting, though, is, you know, with a stupid standard uh, soldier guy, um, 
typically it was just I, I don't know. I always think of those classes as just okay. There's your your, your sort of baseline default dude, video game guy, a video yeah. game guy with a gun, right. and then and then you yeah. know they had the guy with the machine gun. But that, this one has like a like a rocket jump guy, and like it's we shouts funny things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's tribes. It's got a taunt. <laughs> anyway, this go ahead. is Shazbot. <laughs> oh man, Shazbot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark and Mindy. Mark it's and a Mindy. tribes thing. It's yeah. a tribes thing. Yeah. Okay. Or Mark and Mindy. <laughs> I watched gaming. that show as a kid. Um, but no, what they did with the the rifle guys, they made him into sort of like a long range thing. So when you're 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 actually sort of aiming down the sight, and you have a lot of range. And so he's a very specialized kind of long range class. Really. And then the, the anti tank he... guy is very specifically a short range anti tank or yeah. you know machine gun guy. And then the sniper is obviously like Sniper's extreme like distance, or he also so has this... like a sword. If you're like this Japanese guy, you know, like a, a, a decent yeah, melee sure, weapon. Sure. Is this so a they... fairly long, mid to long range game? Then, it's if you have two classes focused on relatively long range, and um, then also you've got vehicles and planes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you don't really end up getting killed from from extreme range that often. Okay. I, I think possibly because it's, it's you more just try to, to aim the on the cup. Oh, I, I had a lot of frustration with this game initially. I was like, ah, damn it, I just want a mouse. Right, but uh. Um, you got used to it. Yeah, you get used to it a little bit, and uh, like I said, some things such as the flying uh, are, are actually pretty well suited to the console. Sure, so. sure, yeah. Um, that makes but sense. Yeah, I think on PC, I think a lot of the game in this form is just flag trading and no cooperation. And you know, I suppose if you have twenty four friends together, it's it's a really satisfying game of Battlefield. But I think on the PC, you'll probably end up with more organized matches that don't feel like a, you know feel like you're just, just sort of like a dude you know they throw you into those pseudo well, why do you say that? they throw the, you into you like think a, there's like an existing battlefield community that's going to make that happen or i just feel like on the pc you, it's almost generally easier to communicate I, I you know you end up voice chat is just a holocaust most of the time on the console <laughs> so i mean without without typing i almost right. feel like it's harder to uh to get yeah. across your your point and also yeah, i feel like the pc point. community you know, not to not to generalize too much, but I feel like you know a lot of those guys well, probably that heritage is there. I mean, I, right, not, a lot of those guys probably were 1942 fans. A lot right, of them are probably right. you, you know more uh, more likely to yeah. you know form a coherent strategy or at least yeah. know what's going on. I do have to say, I know what you're talking about the text chat. I I was a huge fan of of voice chat for like when Xbox Live came out. Yeah, originally, like, and I well, not when it came out, but when I started playing, it was mainly with Halo Two. Yeah, and I loved having voice chat, and I just over the years. I've gotten more and more irritated by it to the point where I can hardly even stand to play on Xbox Live anymore. Yep. And I, uh, my curmudgeon y uh, preference is vindicated. <laughs> is that, are you I making never, fun of me? Or no, you? I just, I, I never really have been into voice chat. I, yeah. it, it, I like it, it when it I'm playing with my own friends. It, uh, yeah, yeah, when you're playing with people you like, when you're playing yeah. on a public server, right. voice chat actually just completely shatters the illusion that you're playing with anyone who is remotely invested in the game or being a human being. Right, yeah. Whereas in text chat, you can just pretend yeah. that they're playing along or whatever. And it's funny, too, because on the on the PC, like on Steam games, which all have integrated voice chat, mm -hmm. I still don't really use it unless I'm playing with my friends. <laughs> and then people get pissed. Right, right. You know? yeah, like, right. Hey, Come on, like, yeah. You don't have a, get a mic. Buy a mic, asshole. Yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Fuck you. Whatever. I'll type my shit if I need to. Well, a lot of the times, uh, it ends up being a thing for me where I'll, I'll if I'm if I'm playing with friends, even you know, you sort of just bullshit on the mic, and then you, I'll just keep like if 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 I want to like you know say go to this thing, I'll I'll just type that. You know, it's almost yeah, right. like a separate. The like microphone the is the social layer for right. you, and then the game yeah. is in text <laughs> because it almost right. ends up being that anyway. Right, where you so, type the serious stuff and then you fuck it right. up, and then you all laugh about it on the <laughs> yeah. microphone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best communication is is probably Diablo two with the uh, numpad like barks. 
Right. This is yeah. yours. This is for you. Die. Time to die. 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 <laughs> Time to die. Thanks. Whoops. This is for you. Yeah. My friends and I would sit there in the middle of the goddamn town and do that for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and then other people would come into our game and be like, come on, let's go. Let's go do cows. Come on. Let's go. Cows. Let's go. Cows. Cows. And we're just sitting there. Hello. Hello, whoops, this is for you. Die. Time to die. It's yeah. so fucking fun. It never gets old. I can't wait for Diablo 3. Man, I hope they put that back in there. That's my opinion. Do it, Blizzard. I got nothing. That's, all I'm That's saying. the new, like, uh, I don't have any point to make. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this game. Color palette, whatever. Take it or leave it. Numpad uh, <laughs> yeah. macros, get that shit in there. Time to die. Die. Yeah. Speaking of Blizzard. We're not Check supposed out. to say that. Oh, shit. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They Beep. specifically said not to. Yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll write that down for you. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so. This is great. Moving on. Yeah. Um, so that's Battlefield 1943. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've been playing more King's Bounty. I have to say, I still very highly recommend this game. Extremely, but... I maybe also recommend stopping when you start to feel like you should stop and not feeling like you should keep playing it to get to the end. Is there no end? There's an end, but it feels like there isn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this game, one, is fucking long, and two, it gets so hardcore. Um, like, and a really interesting thing about King's Bounty that I, that I really like about it is that there's no respawn. I mean, I talked about this last week. There's no respawning. Basically, everything's a limited resource. It's nice because it means the game doesn't really expect you to grind in, in the traditional way. Yeah. You know, you can't because it's kind of impossible. It's like once you kill an enemy, he's gone forever. But the the problem is if you get to a certain point in the game and you haven't leveled to the point you need to be or you haven't, you know, gotten the right shit you need, it's just fucking hard because there aren't any more easy guys for you to beat up on to get more experience. You just have to be fucking badass at it. So you, what you're saying is sort of long form. You actually suck at King's Bounty. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's I, I, I uh, it, it kind of just turns into a different game, though. Like, you kind of just have to become really, really hardcore at it. You know what I mean? It's like early on, you can kind of pick and choose who you fight to the like enough because there are enough guys there to fight. And also, it's just not that hard at the beginning um, that you know, it just, you can do it and you can get back buy and level your guys and it's fun and kind of straightforward. And also it's really easy to, to fight early on and be really particular about it and never lose any guys in your combat. You know, it's not that hard to, to, if you really are dedicating yourself to that style, to, to kill all your enemies without losing a single one of your own troops or come close to it anyway, only lose a couple. And late in the game, you either have to be amazing or you just have to accept that you might actually lose a, like hundreds of guys in a boss battle. I mean, and it, and it's it was kind of I had to really psychologically get myself to that point because it's so counter to all of my video game instincts. Like I, I get sad when I lose a Pikmin, you know. So it's like in this game when I've got three hundred of my cool bears dying, it's very depressing sometimes. Uh, but it was it was like a real breakthrough when I realized like you just kind of have to do that, and I kind of just accepted it and was like, well, I guess I'm just going to replenish my whole fucking army after a major fight. I, I still, at this point, I'm mainly playing this game out of 
like a grudge now. I I like the game. <laughs> I feel like is so. It's King's it, Bounty Extreme. Yeah, it's King's it's Bounty. King's like Bounty I feel Extreme. like this game will have beat me if I like personally beat me if I stop playing at this point because I right. I was it'll enjoying do, it. It'll do the Ganon laugh at you. The, the <laughs> right, exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> right. Return of Ganon. Yeah. Uh, it's like w- w- early on in the game, I'm like, man, this game is so fun. I should actually play to the end of this game. I'm actually going to beat this game because it's really fun. It'll be easy because I enjoy it so much. And now I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you fucker, leave me alone. Like this, this is ridiculous. It's so long and it just gets so crazy. You're going to get an email about this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but whatever. You're a whiny bitch. I know. <laughs> well, whatever. One of the rock, paper, shotgun guys, I think Alec Mir, I, I, after I, after I was, um, Looking this up, someone sent me a link to it. I guess he wrote a post about it a few months ago, and he basically has the exact same opinion about it than I do. So I'm in good company, I guess. I, other people also find this game a little ridiculous towards the end. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of that Trine syndrome where it's for a game I enjoyed so unreservedly for hours and hours. <clears throat> it, it is a little frustrating to suddenly have this kind of pallor cast over it where it's just not as joyful. I don't know. But I still highly recommend it. There's like a good, Jesus, like a good fucking 60 hours of just amazing times I had. So, yeah. see if I can actually beat it. I'm getting pretty close. I can tell. I The main quest line is actually starting to wrap up. So, we'll see if I can do it. It's been inhibiting my, my time playing anything other than King's Bounty, unfortunately. You have that problem sometimes where you, you, you no longer actually like this game, but... I don't do it that often, actually. Sometimes you do, though. Yeah. Sometimes you just destroy your life sort of can you think of other examples you're probably right i, I can't i do yeah luminous possibly where you <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't yeah, want to yeah. be playing this anymore but it's not over yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, <laughs> i'm just keeping it minimized all the time yeah mm. luminous is, is weird a little different because it's a puzzle game but it's funny because traditionally i'm not this way traditionally i just never get to the end of games i mean the way i i mean that's the reason i was trying to i earlier on set a goal to finish this game is because usually i just don't i mean it's it's and I, I feel like it's kind of ridiculous to be to enjoy video games and write about them for a living and all you know follow the industry so closely and like never get to the end of games. It just seems silly, but it's true for a lot of people. And so I, you know, I've been this specific specifically this year. I've been keeping a list of games I've completed, uh, which I've never done before really. And so I, uh, I've been actually trying to get to the end, and it keeps foiling me. Like games, most of them, maybe not most of them. A lot of them get really bad towards the end, not and not just because they get hard. Sometimes they just get unfun or boring. Yeah, you can you can sort of feel the, yeah, uh, uh, you know, just like people getting to the end of maybe making the game, <laughs> right? And uh, like, well, uh, yeah. we all played the the first five hours of this game a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's and what's you know, no I one really got to that. Like, I think that's what's true about King's Bounty. I mean, I think probably internally, all the playtesters who played this game enough, by the time they got to the end, they played this game for probably hundreds of hours as playtesters. And, like, they were probably so ridiculously hardcore that for them, the the latter stage of this game... There was probably a ramp-up that looked more correct. Right. But for someone who's only playing through it for the first time ever and you're learning stuff just as you go, you don't know to prepare for that. You know, like, it's... you. How? Why would you? Um, And I think that's probably a not uncommon problem in games that require a lot of balance. Um, anyway, that's all. That's all I need to say about King's Bounty. I've Sweet. talked about it a lot lately, so that's enough. Um, you guys want to do some reader mail? Yeah. Sweet. Let's see what we have here. We got a lot of hostile reader mail this week. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. this is the reader hate mail coming yeah. out this week. Yeah. 
Kevin Waters writes, Dear Chris, I listened to you bitch and moan for five minutes about how Trine's final level was an abomination upon the difficulty curve of an otherwise great game. So I was prepared for the worst when I played through it last, played through it last weekend. But I beat it on the first try. I don't mean to be mean or imply that you suck or anything, but since you write about and play video games for a living, you should grow some balls. Gain some chops by playing the lost levels over and over or something. Look, I get it. Trine is old school. I'm not saying you need to become some kind of side-scroller savant or anything, but Jesus, did you over overstate your case there. Enough so that I'm going to be applying the by now well-established Remo skill handicap. See also Henry Hatsworth to all of your future whining. And nonetheless, lawyer listener, listener Kevin. All right. Sometimes we get criticisms that I think are fair enough, and there is one <laughs> later in this. We dig another email that I think is a fair criticism. Kevin, no, you're full of shit. Like this, this is okay. One, oh God. I, I, the number of people who constantly are talking about how video game journalists and video game developers should be so great at playing games. I don't know what to tell you. There's no entry test. One, I, my job has no, I don't review games for a living. There's no reason I would ever. You think Gamma Sutra is not staffed by all the best video game <laughs> yeah, experts? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm completely out of place at Gamma Sutra. We hire from pro game. We got ranked yes. player Chris Raymond. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I I have to be able to write about games, which is a a separate skill you to being probably a playing god at more them. games and are better at many games than many journalists, especially a game on a PC. Yeah, well, I mean, not you're 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 no Wendell, but uh, Wendell. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, I would I would say as a as a friend, you're you're reasonably Thanks, competent Jake. at PC gaming. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> passably competent, right? And some other kinds of game, puzzle games and stuff, for example. But yeah, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not puzzle games. I'm a pro. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Blocks. But yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> a fucking god at every genre. Like I don't know what to tell you. Um, also. Trine is not old school. In fact, one of the things I found so great about Trine is how incredibly progressive it was. There was nothing particularly old school about the challenge level of that game at all until the end. It doesn't even, it's one thing to say you didn't have trouble with Trine. It's another thing to compare every level of the game and then that level. There's, I mean, regardless of whether any one particular person has a high enough skill level to be able to pass all those levels easily, there's unquestionably a completely different design approach taken in all the levels up to the last level and then the last level itself. Maybe that's fine with you, and that's that's okay. That that that's that's a separate point. But I have some pretty severe criticisms about the actual design attitude taken to the last level. That's even aside from the difficulty. That said, I did find it harder. And if you go to any forum talking about trying, you'll I mean you go to the Steam forums, go to Gaff, you know. There are a lot of complaints about this to the point that the developers said they're going to adjust the difficulty in that last level. So I don't know. I, I feel so play trying while you can. Yeah, right. uh, video <laughs> game pros of America. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and then as far as Henry Hatsworth, I beat that game in the new game plus extreme hard mode. So I still think it was way too hard. I mean, just because I'm capable of beating something doesn't mean I think it's well-designed. I think Henry, even though I beat Henry Hatsworth in the extra unlockable deluxe hard mode, I still think that game was too hard. It was a really ridiculous, inconsistent difficulty curve that made the game less fun. I mean, that's different than saying I was able to beat it. So anyway, that's that's my point about that. Uh, sorry, sorry, Kevin, for, for that response, but I, I very much disagreed with your email. Um... Let's see here. Let's hear a complaint you do disagree or agree with. Rather. <laughs> oh, I've got to find that one. Yeah. Um, it it wasn't. It was a different. Okay, here we go. Alan the Underground writes. 
I love the podcast, but does Chris Remo ever shut up? I like what he has to say, but he needs some sort of blinking light to tell him when he's completely beaten a topic into the ground. Plus, he needs to stay the hell out of other people's segments. This isn't the Chris show. Wait your turn. Other than that, I like the podcast. <laughs> Keep up the work, Alan. Yeah, I think it's fair enough. I think I do probably talk to him. I think sometimes. I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to back me up on this? I'm, I'm just representing my 10% of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to talk during this segment. Chris hits me if I do. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we read that email? We usually don't read those. We do. You don't get those. I I, I read as much of the emails we have the time to read usually. Uh, Jens Bengtsson writes, uh, Weird. just wanting to inform you that the countdown to tears is over. I just bought Ikaruga on Xbox Live Arcade since it was the deal of the week for 400 points. I was able to finish the first level after three or four tries. Then I couldn't get any, couldn't get more. Ugh, I couldn't get more any further. This is where the tears occurred. What are some games that you have encountered where the difficulty pushed to the verge of tears. Love the podcast and Wizards. Jens, Stockholm, Sweden. Well, immediately disregard Chris's opinion on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah. Stronghold Crusader yeah. Extreme. <laughs> it's pretty much the... Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about one earlier this episode. Yeah. Yes, in fact. Yeah. 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 What else? You went through like three keyboards due to, uh, yeah. due to shorting out from yeah. tears. I mean, there are a lot of games if you just, if you ramp the difficulty up, but I'm trying to think of something that's at, at the default level that is as difficult yeah. as Ikaruga. Fucking the uh, new Contra game. Oh, DS. right. Yeah. That well, game was hard as shit. Isn't Mega Man, the new Mega Man, isn't, actually, Jake, aren't you playing well, Mega Man 9? Oh, yeah, Jake, yeah. you played some of that recently. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally started playing Mega Man 9 again after only beating one guy when it first came out because yeah. I suck. Um, That game is hard, but they... I can't. Mega Man Nine isn't fair. That game's supposed to be hard <laughs> because it's supposed to be a callback, and right, also yeah. that game has a has like a store system where you can buy a billion energy right, tanks yeah, and continues yeah. and extra lives if, to make it not that. Okay. Um, hey, but you beat some bosses. I did beat some bosses. I've been playing. I've been trying to play Mega Man Nine as I would play Mega Man One through Three, which is not owning Nintendo Power or the internet and having no idea what the actual correct chain of how to beat bosses so you can yeah, kill them right. in three hits. So the number of, of robot masters that I've killed with the Mega Buster is really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been brute forcing Mega Man and like, hoping that sort of like maybe one of the levels where I can make it to the to the guy is also one of the ones where I have the power that will work correctly and I'm, right. I'm apparently just playing it backwards or something. <laughs> oh, man. Well, <laughs> but, you're uh, making you're making the game potentially get easier for yourself over time. Yeah, I, well, that's it's just... Oh the sort of probability that you have the weapon to defeat the boss uh, is going to sort of eventually just collapse to obviously you do, but uh, right. yeah. Did you do Galaxy Man first? Isn't he the first one that you're supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, I did him yeah. first. It was like, because he's easy. You can right. just yeah. find him and then I kill him. the only one I did. But then, yeah, but then I don't know where I'm supposed to go next and I've taken out four other people and uh, just through through mega busting the shit out of them. Right. That game, that game had created tears, but they were, they were, uh, Nostalgic. They were they were tears. they were sort of tears that were asked for. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You're you're demanding those tears. Yeah. I could just <laughs> give I, me the tears. I could just go on GameFAQ and load up a thousand you're ways. You're in the dungeon. Yeah. What? What? I don't know. We referenced some kind of dungeon earlier. Oh yeah. Oh no, that was the castration dungeon. Oh, that right. was that's not the dungeon yeah, that, that I'm in. Yeah. That's not that would definitely that's, that, that's that tears, game is that tears. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. I don't know. Reader mail, I guess. <laughs> Hard games. Um, okay, so that was that. Uh, <laughs> totally answered. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, 
Ryan Arnold writes, working as a database manager, you tend to generate a lot of reports. I was working in Excel, and as my mouse was hovering over the chart wizard button, I breathed chart wizard in an intense sotto voce, imagining an intense echo chamber vocal effect, giving it just the right amount of gravitas. Thought I'd share. Ryan Arnold, THQ Database Administrator. Yeah. We've actually gotten, I don't think we ever read any of these emails, but we've gotten a lot of emails from people talking about how, like, the wizard... Yeah. Just when they see that they encounter word. a wizard in mm-hmm. an office thing or just like software like a lot of people apparently playing trine were influenced by us talking about the wizard yeah which is good which i am glad about that hopefully more people play trine and uh, are influenced by the wizard but mostly right. mostly <laughs> just more people should play trine yeah um julio cho writes hello there I started listening to your podcast right after Chris's appearance in the Game Worth Jobs conference call, and I've started playing King's Bounty by your recommendation while listening to the back catalog of episodes. This is the first game in a long while, maybe since Civilization Four, that I'm constantly thinking about during work, about going home and playing until I can't feel my limbs anymore. Here's a story that illustrates how much I love this game. There's a mechanic in which you can get married to an NPC, and you get extra inventory slots and bonuses. I was married to a frog, yes, a frog, and then decided to marry a hot elven princess. However, two hours later, I noticed the frog bitch took the equipment that was on her. It was mainly one of a, a mostly one of a kind stuff that I needed to, to finish the game and didn't save in the meantime. If this happened in another game, I probably would have stopped playing just from the thought of fuck, I have to do it all over again. But I just decided to bite the bullet, reload, and go through the grind once more. Then in the splash screen, there was a tip that read something like, like when leaving you, your wife takes the children and the items she's wearing and one-fifth of the gold. The damn game read my mind and told me to read the fucking splash screen tip, tips first. Keep up the good job, Julio. Yeah, that's actually true about King's Bounty. You get a surprising amount of useful information from the loading screens, except this game loads so preposterously fast that I I never have time to read them. I have to I have to do that thing where I sort of like read the first they're randomly generated, you know? So I read like a little bit of it and then the same one will pop up like eight screens later and then my brain kind of subconsciously pieces mm. these flashes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um these flashes together and I wish there was a way to set those as an option to not go away till you click through them but uh yeah that does happen in this game also did i mention last week the, the hilarious message you get when you have a kid and it's it's no, like so, it's yeah. like we you've experienced the miracle of childbirth your uh your new child takes takes the place in your wife's heart and inventory slot which, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty good yeah. this game is really funny in that respect um Andrew Yinkst writes, hey, Thumbs, is it just me or are the PlayStation I and Project Natal super, super creepy? We're being asked to buy a machine, hook it up to the internet, and attach a camera that's pointed into our living room. Before I do that, I'd like to know exactly what software is running on it and probably insist that it be open source. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, but I don't think these, but don't these games have layers and layers of middleware and DLC with all sorts of nooks and crannies to hide a subroutine to spy on me? How long until someone tries a facial recognition DRM scheme? We're probably years away from anything really insidious happening, but I think we're going to have to draw a line someplace, and I feel like closed platform with internet access and camera pointed at me is probably where I'm going to draw my line. Anyway, thanks for the radcast. I got to go now. My wife is having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best end. It is, it is joined his inventory yes, slot, it's apparently. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I share this concern personally. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe. it's one of this, this is one of those things that, that some people just sometimes get like up in arms about, I guess. And I think... I think that it might sort of be accelerated by the internet, but also, eh, really, I don't, I don't think it's anything to worry about. If 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 anything like that ever happened and ended I mean, up getting it'll through, be like exposed so quickly yeah, that yeah, yeah exactly. either 
yeah, it's either a first party thing, which in which case it would be completely insane, and if someone found it, a huge company would go down, or it's a third party thing that goes through certification without someone noticing, uh, at which point everyone would also freak out and that person would be destroyed. So, right. um, yeah, what you know, and you know, if that ever happens, I mean, there are at least three consoles plus PC, like. They're not all going to do that at the same time. If any one of them does it, the nature of the market and competition means if, you know, if someone does this heinous thing and turns it into their console and enough people are bothered by that, like, it's not like there's a monopoly. You know what I mean? It's not right. like you only have one choice of PR the PR in the right, world. Exactly. That console would be completely demolished in seconds. Fox right. News would have 30,000 right. segments yeah, exactly. by right. noon tomorrow. Right. It would be a... Right. Actually, maybe not Fox, but... Uh, Nancy Grace would talk about how all your children are going to be stolen but, by pedophiles. Yeah. And, also, Microsoft is collecting uh, photos and 3D geometry of your genitalia. Yeah. So, I mean, also, people <laughs> right now, like, <laughs> especially people who were born like in the 90s, I guess, now as a matter of course, apparently broadcast like the most ridiculously like mundane and or private moments just on fucking YouTube all the time. Yeah. So I think probably we're already in an age where horrible like horrible ways of living a life might be a reality yeah it's kind of weird that that i, I mean you guys at least chris i know you've read transmetropolitan the comic yeah 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 it's yeah. just kind of not shocking anymore no it's not <laughs> it's kind of depressing yeah that book yeah. is weird now yeah uh so i don't think that we're worried about being spied on by that but fortunately you don't have to buy any of those peripherals right um unless you want to be right. spied on Mark Payne, uh, Mark Payne writes in. And drive a car with your hands. <laughs> I, when I read Mark Payne, I, I almost Payne. completely unintentionally added a three to the end of it. <laughs> Mark Payne three. Writes from his dumpster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is the guy who wrote us last week about Hearts of Iron 3 and we had no answer for him. Oh, shit. He follows it up with, hey guys, thanks for reading my email on the latest show. Glad you the guys Hearts... played it this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> the Hearts of Iron games probably aren't for everyone, although personally I've found them as addictive as the Civ games. Hearts of Iron 3 isn't out yet, but it should be out later this year. If you're interested, the development diaries make for interesting reading and give an idea of the complexity and scope of the Hearts of Iron games and he links them and I'll put those in the thread and I, I did read some of them and it was really interesting um, there it's a you know World War II era yeah. uh, strategy game and it's it, it looks pretty cool I don't know look, Nick looks like something you might theoretically be interested yeah. in I don't know yeah. um, it seems interesting I don't know the, and development di diaries are always cool dude. and uh, oh that reminds me someone I think wrote, sent us an email last week I forget if we read it or not um mentioning because we were talking about civilization four for a while and the end of the the full civilization four manual there's like 20 pages or so by soren johnson the lead designer of that game about all of the design decisions yeah a lot of the major design decisions made from civ 3 to civ 4 mm -hmm. and it's a really good read it's really it's written really that reminds me easily as well that um Soren has a blog that everybody should read because it's, it's he's usually got some good stuff on oh, there yeah, but his, his most recent post well, I shouldn't say that. As of a couple of days ago, I think it was the seventh that he posted it. It was maybe the day after we released our podcast. But he uh, he posted a uh, a series of um, of slides from a speech that he gave at oh, Stanford, yeah. um, which is his alma mater. And uh, it's it's actually it's a really it's, he didn't include many notes, so you sort of have to fill in the blanks. But um, uh, it, it is interesting what he was getting at. I mean, there was there was some uh, some pretty interesting. Uh, uh, that were sort of tangentially re related to some of the things we were talking about. Um, so I think people should check that out. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff covered, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But uh, but it's it's pretty interesting. So That's cool. If, if you're interested, in, yeah, yeah. If you're interested in more Civ stuff, he, check he's out a, that. He's an interesting guy. He also is our 
one of our alternating design columnists for Game Developer Magazine. Right, yeah. And uh, we end up sometimes reprinting his stuff on Gamasutra. And I think we give him permission to sometimes put it on his own blog. Like, I think a lot of times that stuff will end up on his blog yeah, anyway. So there, yeah. um, he's really, he's cool. He's a really interesting guy. He works for Maxis now. Mm-hmm. He worked on Spore. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, well, we have another another Civ 4 email, but it's really long, and I'm sorry. I think we're probably going to have to just skip that right now. <laughs> God. Vincent Graves writes, what is game? Uh, thanks. We read uh, that. Yeah. So what are you encouraging here? <laughs> just, Eric Fry- Yeah, I know. I'm horrible. It's terrible reinforcement. Eric uh, Fryden, or Frieden writes, uh, Jake Rodkin, choreographer. As I finished the first episode of Tells Monkey Island, I noticed a certain Jake Rodkin is not only listed as UI designer and web designer, but also choreographer. What up with that? Is Jake a dancer? Is he wearing a tutu? Well, Jake? Are you a dancer? Are you wearing a tutu? These questions and more need answering. Yes and yes. Oh, man. I know. Uh, Photos will be in the downloadable content thread. (laughs) Uh... At Telltale, there's a position called choreographer. It's basically uh, the uh, it's basically sort of in-engine cutscene artist, but uh, also basically any any animated activity that isn't just a core piece of animation done fully by the animators is done in the in the um, by a choreographer in the in the Telltale tool. So like UI animations, uh, weird camera stuff. There's it's just it's a it's it's an odd game engine maybe it's not i don't really know how many game engines work but that's that's why i'm credited as that because i've done some animation and cutscene work in the game knowledge the end video games thanks yep jason smith writes God, I, thought in that, I thought that email was gonna go somewhere else but it's like jake rodkin is like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is big bird it, it was my it was my turn to get shit on this week so. yeah apparently <laughs> yeah we're going to your next i'm screwed <laughs> Uh, um, God, you can't even beat fucking whatever extreme stronghold <laughs> castration dungeon in 20 minutes. That's some kind of baby. <laughs> That's what I'm going to write in. Yeah. <laughs> Nick uh, Breedon. Jason Smith writes, Dear Idle Thumbs Mailbag, which he spells M-A-L-E. <laughs> I'd, like <to> sh- <laughs> I'd like to share some stuff with you. The other day, I was going to download the 3D Mark software, and instead of typing it incorrectly, I typed in 3D Merrick by mistake. <laughs> I didn't even try to explain to my wife why I was laughing. Have you ever had a friend who says words when they burp? I did back in the early 90s, and it's funny that his favorite thing to burp vocalize was baboo. I can no longer hear the word boost without giggling a little bit, especially when my wife bought a six-pack of this nutrition drink called Boost. It figures the stuff made me sick. There's a little store here in Memphis that sells mostly hippieware and stuff. Like What's the Andy name of the Rooney store, you ask? Emails. Wizards. Thanks, Jay Smith. <laughs> yeah, as I was reading this, I'm like, this is Andy Rooney yeah. doing an idle thumbs routine. <laughs> that was a weird email. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, fortunately, there's a wizard store. Yeah. And there, did we ever put the picture of the wizard smoke shop in San Francisco? I forget if we put that up. No. There. I don't no. think we did. Steve and I uh, found a smoke shop called The Wizard, and we took a picture of it. Um, Sweet. Yep. Wizard. Uh, Simon Van Alphen writes, Game designers are always ready to proudly proclaim that they only play a game for an hour, maybe two, certainly no more than three, before understanding the principles of it and find no need to play any further. When, so when the last time they experienced a game ending was in high school and have only experienced beginnings... Since it can't be unexpected, that by then they have no idea how to make an actual ending. When the longest gameplay arc they have knowledge of is one, possibly two, certainly no more than three, it can't be unexpected that games with bigger, longer systems fall by the wayside, can it? I certainly can't imagine the creator's experience in their medium not affecting their creations in the medium. 
Um, he goes he goes on with this a little longer, and then uh, it certainly is no wonder that shorter games are no, are better these days, as well. The designers know, after all. Kind regards, Simon Van Alphen. I think that might be a little unfair. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a, a an amount of truth I've to it, but I think it's also that before, way harsh. But but I don't know if game designers proudly proclaim that. Like, I feel like maybe they do, but it seems like you'd have to be a, a little bit of a jackass to yeah. to to proudly proclaim that you have mastered the concept of a game after only playing three hours of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. that said, it's probably true that a lot of core systems can be figured out in three hours of a game. That doesn't who who in the world says well. Well, oh. <laughs> thanks, game. But uh, you know who I, says that? Jake Rodkin, choreographer. That's true. I do say that. I Actually, I say, that oh, I'm terrible for only playing two hours of this game. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm missing out on this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's difficult. I was just, I, I you know, I've. This is something that every gamer, I'm sure, has noticed a million times. But it is frustrating that how difficult it is to play a lot of games and actually complete them. I mean, you know, game designers need to, well, should anyway, theoretically play a, a lot of different types of games and different genres of games and different examples of games within whatever genre they're making or other genres. And it's really hard to do that and complete games. Yep. Like you kind of have to almost choose one. You know what though? I'm, I'm just going to say, uh, truth yeah. be told, I think most people throughout the entire history of gaming did not beat most games. I yeah. don't think it's a modern phenomenon. Yeah, I think absolutely. The, pe- the people yeah. who are still around, yeah. listening to Idle Thumbs, posting on NeoGAF and something awful, uh, who played games as kids and are still playing them, are the wheat that are left over that used to beat the shit out of games and still do, whereas the chaff who did not complete <laughs> them else. is the entire fucking yeah. rest of the world. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think not finishing games is a new phenomenon. Mm. I, as a kid never finished games. I'm not sure yeah. it's necessarily a bad thing either. But I mean, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm not making a... a no, 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 no. I know. I, I, mean, I, know. I just, yeah. Like, I'm game just designers don't finish games these days. People don't finish People games. don't finish games yeah. ever. Yeah. No, I mean, people, some people obviously do finish games, but... Yeah, but if you talk to developers like, about the, like, stat tracking and when yeah, they... Like, I was, well, I was just going to say the other game that I've been playing this week instead of, along with Mega Man 9, is The Legend of Zelda, which I never beat. Yeah. I played the crap out of that game as I think a kid. Very few people, relatively I mean, speaking, I, did. I, I beat Link to the Past when I was slightly older. Uh, I, you know, I, I think be- the only I, Zelda game I ever beat was Wind Waker. Yeah, and you, that was with you and I beat that you, after like, like years later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but you know, whatever. I'm playing through Zelda now because I never beat it. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I, the number of people in the world who beat Zelda who don't, you know, regularly talk about games. There are Probably very low. few games that have endings that are satisfying enough to where when I complete them, I'm happy that I completed them. Yeah, exactly. That's, so for me, it's not necessarily like, oh, I didn't complete this game. I feel really bad about it. The more I think about it lately, the more I go, you know, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate that games don't, but it's not that surprising. It's not all that surprising that a developer isn't hitting that perfect you know, our mark where you specifically are going right. to play to a reach yeah. conclusion and feel yeah. satisfied. Making, I, yeah. think, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's making, making a 50 hour game that is satisfying beginning to end has always been hard. Yeah. It's almost a catch yeah. 22, you know? I mean, it's like by the nature of a game, if it really is that great, I mean, it, you could theoretically play the mechanic for an indefinite amount of time and keep enjoying it. Right. And so you're almost damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, if you make a game that has a really good, satisfying arc, and then you get to the over, you run, get to the end, you run the risk of players being like, man, that was, f- I could keep, if, if you didn't do anything to frustrate them, maybe they just don't want to stop playing. Even if your story wraps itself up well, 
the thing that they were enjoying at the most base level was probably the gameplay mechanics. Right. And they probably could have just kept playing those until they got tired of them. Uh, and then if you have a game that just ends, either goes on forever, then the person gets tired of it. Or if it just goes down the toilet at the end, then they get frustrated by it. And it's really, I mean, having a convergence right. of like the narrative arc of the game and the gameplay and the amount of time until you get tired of it, but not, you know, but yeah. you'd rather a game got out while it could and left you wanting more than, uh, yeah, I personally then died on the toilet. Right. If I had to choose one of those. Yeah. I mean, if, if I think about the games that I have been pretty satisfied with in the last few years, they tend to be, I mean, we were talking about this last week, you know, I mean, yep. talk about the half-life games and portal and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, where, you know, you, when you can actually have that memory of the complete arc and actually have that, that complete end capped experience. It's really nice. Yep. Yeah. All it's that, rare. All I mean, that, all that said though. Oh, go ahead. You mean something. No, no, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to just stop talking about this, but. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's great that, that we have memories of half-life games, but so few games are half-life to me that it's, if, if I'm playing a mechanic that's, 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 uh, that I'm enjoying and then I stop playing that mechanic to me, it's like, all right, you know, there was, there wasn't going to be anything at the end there that I'm really going to miss all that much. I, I mean, even, even games with fairly ambitious stories, most of the time, uh, the resolution to me is not uh well no but i mean but i mean you're you're saying games where you weren't that into the mechanics i mean there are games where i have been really into the mechanics and they just no i'm saying no i am saying games that i'm those games that are good oh, okay, you know, I'm, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know yeah it's difficult it's it's difficult i hope you know at some gdc someday someone will present some amazing presentation that solves this problem for everyone probably yeah. not though. yeah oh, just anyway. the, the one last thing i was going to say is as as someone who works at a game company and doesn't play enough games, I think it is completely fair to say that game developers probably should play more games yeah. and should yeah. and should make more of an effort to finish them than than they do on average. Um, on the flip side, on the flip side of the coin, practically that is kind of hard because, like, if you you know if you if you make tires all day, the last thing you want to do is come home and play around with like <laughs> yeah. melt rubber in yeah. your garage. So yeah, right. um, you know it's that's what I do every day. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know, I. I used to work making websites and the last thing I wanted to do was do anything on the internet. And now that I'm working at a games company, I'm updating a website once a week and doing a podcast. So, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but I'm not figure. playing a lot of video games. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, that said, yeah. totally fair point that I don't, I, there, there's probably a, a sort of grossly large piece of a pie graph of game developers who just yeah. played less games than they, than they talk about knowing about yeah. games. Wow. Grammar. Woo. All right. Brian Brickleman, who's written us <laughs> many times. Writes in and uh, he says the game's first patch makes the last level easier. It's not going to take the bad taste out of your mouth, but it's something. Also, you can change the difficulty between levels. Did you do that in a kind of hilarious thread from the developers forum? That's what they suggest to do. That's that's amazing. I mean, I don't know. To me, that that completely. So as you as you approach the end of King's Bounty, you said you should, on the same curve, you should be lowering the difficulty level as you go. Oh, this like, is trying. Oh, trying. My bad. Um. I yeah, I don't think there is any difficulty level in King's Bounty. Yeah, I don't care about King's Bounty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's funny to me about trying that they're like, well, you should change the difficulty level there. Like, what? Oh, well, you could have done that, like in the game logic. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, and there's an achievement called "Better Than the Developers" for beating that level on very hard without dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Um, he also says that man, this is coincidental here. He says, the first thing that came to my head when you talked about games with horrible endings is RPGs. I have saved games right before the end of every Final Fantasy I own, and 
Uh, I've learned to cope with the fact that I'll never finish great games like Persona 3, but the one that hurts me most is Mario and Luigi, partly because I was enjoying it so much, and I totally could have beat it if I got the dodges right. RPGs get away with it because there's a very simple answer, except in Mario and Luigi, to get past choke points, level grinding. I know I could totally finish those games someday, but I never will, and that sucks. RPG designers are horrible demons. Uh, <laughs> oh man, and then here's this. Oh, and word of warning, that King's Bounty you're enjoying so much apparently has a terrible end game. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, true. Oh, this is, this is the guy who linked to Rock, Paper, Shotgun. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's why I read that Rock, Paper, Shotgun post. Um... All right, one more, and then we should probably wrap it up. Jeez, we're getting a lot of email. Oh, man, this is actually, I can't not read this. Uh, Kevin Quinn writes, hello, thumbs, another assorted appendages. Allow me to open this email by expressing my fondness for your cast, as I understand that's what's traditionally done. That said, I'm disappointed in how quickly you guys forget the contents of your own site's lower regions. Attached is a clip from the original UK-only Idle Thumbs podcast dated uh, May 13th, 2006. Just in case a copy no longer exists on the Thumb server, which I think it doesn't. I've uh, got him. I think I thought I'd send you this clip to help satisfy uh, Richard Petrovsky's every Bronstein-related desire. Uh, now, permit me to close my mail by encouraging you to keep up the good work you do, which is good. Keep up the work you do, which is good. Kevin, a.k.a. Horticulture Tycoon, who I recognize from the forums. Um, yes, this guy included a sound file of Merrick Bronstring impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger, which... I, to me, sounds less like Arnold Schwarzenegger than regular Merrick Bronstring does. So, we'll play that right now. And also, though, have you ever noticed how Merrick... Merrick, would you care to do an impression of this? Shut up! Shut up! There's no difference. <laughs> I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, I don't have that soundbite. <laughs> that's, that's disappointing. I thought that was used by. And there it is, <laughs> Merrick Bronstring, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, we'll talk to you guys next week. Video games. Video games. Video games. games. Trine. So this is James Spafford. And this is Merrick. And this is Merrick Brunswick. Video game. Hello there. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we decided to record a bonus blast addendum. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> the official title, <laughs> bonus blast addendum. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um I don't know how to start this off, but... I, I don't know. I heard you guys went to California Extreme. Yeah, so we were at California <laughs> Extreme, and I Nick must have seen this earlier. I didn't see it until yeah. the end. As I, was, as I was leaving, I saw a one of those big, you know, it was a shooter game, one of the ones with a with a big device you can sit an down apparatus. in. It's got the yeah, big apparatus <laughs> and the big chair and, I don't know, probably force feedback and, yeah. like, big gun to hold and all right. that stuff. And it was... A pedal. It was Far Something Cry bad. Instincts, Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. And Nick, you played it, right? No, I didn't play it. Oh, you, <laughs> you just watched someone play it? Yeah, I just I, I just observed. And this game was? Uh, the whole game was a turret sequence. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, uh, this game was invented for us to poop on. Yeah. It's a Far Cry game, for one thing, so we're going to talk about it anyway. Right. But it's from the Far Cry Instincts line, which but it's we from love. The, Far Cry the sound yeah. system yeah. destroying right. Far Cry Instincts. <laughs> the worst of all. Uh, and then it was a turret sequence. Yeah. So, they, they, they pretty much, this is a but, trifecta that they've scored. Yeah. Apparently, a uh, hilariously best peripheral aspects. heavy arcade game that is just uh, 
Yeah, that's just, just turrets. turrets from Far Cry. You have a right. gas pedal, though, right? So you must be able to drive around and shoot a guy. Uh, did it have a gas pedal? Wait, you weren't there. What I, thought, you I, thought you said, I thought you said it had a pedal. I was fucking kidding. I <laughs> oh, man. I, I was envisioning the crazy, like, fishing, uh, like, steering arcade well, well, cabinet from that old pin. Actually, there were some well, pretty no, crazy... No, it does have... Uh, a, I mean, it is, there is a big, huge apparatus that you yeah. sit in. Maybe there was a pedal. In and, like, there was probably a pedal. There are, like, four pedals. For, like, taking cover yeah. and stuff, probably. Yeah. What, a cover mode pedal? You've never played that? Do games have a cover mode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't play games. That's super we talked common. About That's this. super common in arcade games. Sorry, yeah. that, it totally has that. Far Cry, play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was uh, something else. I was really amazed that it was made. It's weird that, that companies still make arcade games. Sometimes. I mean, I know it's not that weird, but yeah, I mean... Like Half-Life, the arcade game? Right, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. directly targeted at Japan where I suspect, yeah. you know, the, the arcade culture is probably at least somewhat yeah, stronger. The one, the one time I went in an arcade in Japan, well, I went in several ones. Every time I saw the Half-Life arcade game, nobody was playing it. It was like the I'm, one yeah. machine yeah. that, uh, was completely avoided. It's funny. I always see, uh, not always, but I've seen numerous examples of Japanese designers, uh, when asked what games are influential to them, they'll, they'll mention, uh, like Half-Life or other first person shooters. And be like, yeah, no one, no one in my country really plays these, though. I don't know. I think they're really cool. Um, I always find that really fascinating that I've seen numerous Japanese designers say that, and then it, those games are just have never, ever, ever developed any kind of popularity in that country. You need to just fly over like a C forty seven filled with uh, copies of Half Life and <laughs> right. low budget PCs. And well, you know what's funny? You know what's funny is that is that <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jake just had the most amazing, <laughs> yeah, that, horrified that, that impression. That brings bad no, images. You don't, you don't. <laughs> as, as as Americans, you don't uh, leaflet Japan with with information. You don't, you don't do that at this oh, point. Oh, all think. right. I don't think that would go over that well. I'm trying to be politically correct on the Idle Thumbs podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny is that I think it's Taito, like. I think there's a, currently the, one of the major arcade boards is made by Taito, and I think it's Capcom uses it for yeah. like Street Fighter and stuff. It's a PC, like yeah, you could yeah. build that thing on Newegg. It uses completely standardized like motherboard, CPU, GPU, RAM. It's it's literally a a like computer, and uh, so I mean you probably could get PC games running on those things fairly easily. I don't but know what the is. Can you find a torrent of the Half-Life arcade port? Because oh, man, that's I a good so. question. I have no idea. That That's funny. Uh, yeah. But I do know that... I mean, download it from Steam. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I do know that, for example, the Street Fighter PC conversion is basically the arcade game. I mean, right. it's, yeah, it's yeah. the same code. It just presumably has... You know, they More did testing for compatibility yeah. and stuff. By the way, and you can do move swaps. The, yeah, yeah. The God, God bless the fucking PC community. <laughs> that they are already in full force with Street Fighter, which has been out for like a day at the time of this yeah. recording. Um, and you, there are some amazing videos of people swapping out the move sets between different characters and creating and just taking videos of them. Like there's my favorite one is a swap between Zangief and Sakura, and. Uh, the, the best part is, I didn't realize this was what's going on at first, but it's obvious in retrospect. The face muscles and bone structure, they don't match up right. correctly when you swap them. So, Sakura ends up looking like a monkey face. And then also, it's great just seeing Zangief have... Most of the moves are not very gender-specific in Street Fighter, really, but they always have little flourishes that are. Right. And seeing Zangief do a little dainty kind of pose, like for a split second before he launches into a into a move or like before he does his victory pose is pretty amazing. Also one of Sakura's moves looks like a Russian dance and makes it incredibly appropriate when played as Zangief. 
So anyway, this shit's so pretty that's hilarious. Far instincts. <laughs> that's Far Cry Instincts. That's Far Cry Instincts. So we think about that game. What a weird Far Cry game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Zangief? I didn't see that coming at all. Way to go, Clint Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Hawking, oh, personal project of his, the yeah. arcade version of Far Cry Instincts. Yeah. Trouble in Paradise. Yeah, this is there were some pretty uh, uh, amazing um, pedal games, though. Like the, what? Uh, at the show or in general? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a remember there was like the bike peripheral that. Uh, was, oh yeah, what the was, hell was, was that? Yeah, it was just a seat with like two pedals, like a bike, and uh, it was hooked up to one game, which was there was a giant screen, and uh, you were you were basically pedaling like a Leonardo da Vinci uh, uh, like rudimentary um, like flying machine flying machine thing, and then the other one though was a pinball machine <laughs> right. with, hooked up to pedals. <laughs> And then there was some like strange there was, science like, a crazy experiment Tesla, going on, like, like a Tesla coil. Yeah, like what? <laughs> this like sparking. I tried, took a picture of it. And I couldn't snap a picture right as the sparks yeah. were going. But this guy was was you know riding this stationary bike, creating electric sparks while playing pinball. <laughs> I don't what could he not launch the ball unless he got burned calories? Like I didn't understand what was going on. Sounds awesome. And the guy didn't explain it. He just was laughing a lot. So yeah. I don't. <laughs> he was actually being electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, this is phase one of the horrible right. video game peripheral cyborg <laughs> testing it out at California Extreme. Uh, so that happened. That was really weird. Yeah. Um, and he kept looking at us. Yes, it's really he did. weird. Yeah, <laughs> he was trying to mouth help me. <laughs> he kept looking at us and laughing as he was pedaling away. Was it like. Uh, what kind of laugh was it? Because I'm picturing the the uh, like the douchebag laugh from the Big Lebowski, the, like <laughs> you know, the, uh, oh, like the the friend of mod, like yeah, the, the, uh, uh, yeah, the video artist guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a no, laugh it I wasn't that of. ostentatious. It was more. Of a <laughs> it was a big, through, like deep belly laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. What he's doing the return of Ganon laugh yeah. as referenced earlier. <laughs> Also, I think that's Soda Popinski. Also, then he was like double dribble. dribble. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a strange moment. Yeah, and that was right next to the Far Cry machine. Right, those were yeah. right next to each other. So that was a weird. <laughs> he was actually the video game house of horrors. Yeah, he was actually just... powering the Far Cry machine. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. so were you? Was one? Uh, Two of you guys weren't playing Far Cry because one of you sitting in that cabinet playing Far Cry. Like turning it up and then looking next to you and seeing the guy sort of plugged into this crazy like Victorian nightmare like pedaling machine going. <laughs> it would be something yeah. out of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's California Extreme in a nutshell. It sounds yep. pretty fucking. Yeah, extreme. go to it next year. <laughs> These horrors, uh, pleasures, and more await you. Yeah. Um, is that all we have? Yeah, I we're think? done with the second half of yeah. this. Of this, the third half. Yeah, bonus half. Okay. Questions at Thumbs.net. Video game. Uh, so we're back again. Hey guys, time for addendum two. Yeah, we we actually more uh, electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Second entry in the appendices. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in our ongoing franchise. Yeah. Uh, we were incorrect. The game is actually Far Cry Instincts Paradise Lost. Yeah. Which is so it's actually part of the Dante's Inferno uh, cycle. lineage. Yeah, yeah. cycle. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So this actually is an amazing combination of every single thing that we ever talk about too much, all in one <laughs> exactly. horrible arcade game. Yeah. yeah. If you thought we couldn't shut up, like so, uh, yeah, about Dante's Inferno, turrets, uh, Far Cry, 
someone needs to just buy us this cabinet. We will accept. <laughs> we will accept this, and right. uh, we will record live from within the Far Cry Instincts <laughs> Paradise, Paradise Lost. Lost cabinet yeah. every week. If yeah. uh, if someone can point us to where one could be obtained for free. Also, we have a picture of it, so I'll try to put that up. And it, the controller really is an actual turret. I yeah. mean. You, you've it's got chain gun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually, actually it's actually sort of strangely small. Yeah, <laughs> like, it like it's small. kind of dainty. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, so it's a beachhead game. This right. is called Far Cry. What were you thinking about Joust Two? There was yeah, I was not aware of this. There was Joust Two: Survival of the Fittest, and that for some reason, <laughs> at the bottom of the screen in big letters, it says the blues. Yeah, and that yeah. just kind of hangs out there. <laughs> yeah. I have a picture of Nick playing this. Yeah, you got the blues. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of. Nick had the blues because I was, I was fucking, playing the fucking game. He definitely had the goddamn blues. Yeah. He was, <laughs> so you were not the the fittest. No, no I he was did not, not surviving. Does it say the fittest at the top? Like if you're at the top, then you you. <laughs> <laughs> then if you're the at the fittest, bottom, you have the blues. The blues it's a sliding scale. <laughs> yeah. A midway between the fittest and the blues. Yeah. The fittest and the blues. <laughs> Man, a decent title. Yeah, that's also that's the name of the second appendix, if you were curious. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you know what they also had? The Act. Are you guys aware of this? I am now. It's a crazy cell-animated, like, actual, yeah. like, almost Dragon's Lair-style cell-animated arcade game that was made just a couple years ago. As an arcade game for some reason. I don't know why they didn't also release this on PC or consoles. And uh, it uses a dial to... Like every scene, you've got your character. And you, and it's not like Dragon's Lair in that it's all quick time based, like discrete button presses at a certain time. You have to use a dial to go back and forth between different emotions or different places on the screen. And you have to find the right midpoint Weird. between them and and kind of maintain it for however long. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. We're we're way over our regular time now, so you can look it up. But it's called The Act, and it's an arcade game, and they had one here. And it's the first time I've ever seen it in person. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah. Also, there was a game called Super Don Quixote. I know. And that I was know. also that. like a Dragon's Lair well. style thing. That was like 100% yeah. Dragon's Lair. Yeah, it was. And there's yeah. a dash for some reason between the key and the ote. So I guess they want it to be pronounced Don Quicks Ote or Don Quicks Ote. I don't know. That was an odd choice of a dash there. Um, it was hyphenated in some internal documents, yeah. and then the cabinet art guy just really <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there was also a game called Mad Alien, <laughs> which was like a driving game. So I don't know if that's referring to like he illegal aliens road rage. or like, <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, That was weird. Um, the the opening know. crawl is in the first person. Like, I, I flew to Earth to avoid the horrible traffic. <laughs> Little did I know. Oh, man. Nice. Fire missile. Yeah. Um, God, that would be a, an article that I wish the Idle Thumb site is currently offline, but there's a really stupid, amusing, we self-amusing article from when we went to the Classic Gaming Expo in like 2005. 2004. Four? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. article is not on the internet right now, though, so I'm no, not even talking about it. It should be, it. though. It will be soon, eventually. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, there were also a lot of arcade games that were just made up of single nonsense words, like Targ, and Gorf, and Klax, and Puyon, and Attacks, and Varkon, uh, and Akaar. So that was a theme, I guess. Yeah. Nick and Jake were just snickering. Oh, Nick, this is, you really want to know we were snickering it? <laughs> Nick showed me a po picture on his iPhone from California Extreme of a lit up button on an arcade cabinet that says boost. <laughs> <laughs> 
So maybe we're done. Yeah. yeah for fun. real. Oh, also I have a picture of Brides is Brides. That was the subtitle yeah. of the Three Stooges, Three Stooges game. Is Brides is Brides. Brides is Brides. All right. So. Oh, also I got to level 17 in Clax and I, I didn't cry. So. I gotta stop talking. I'm Here's sorry. Here's thing. <laughs> Here's our horrible preview. Oh man, there's also this crazy Namco game that used levers. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Jake is signaling to stop. Yeah. All right. Bye guys. For real. And then there was this sci-fi video game. Uh, so we're back with the third addendum. Uh, video game. Video game. Video game. Video game. Video game. Brunswick. Uh, what? Ma- Ma- <laughs> Brunswick. <laughs>